Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 178th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. So, did uh, everybody get a chance to see the new Lego Jurassic World special on NBC? Uh, You know, the secret exhibit? Come on. That thing was a little fun romp, wasn't it? Man, when I heard that that was getting released, I was so pumped. I am always excited about the prospect of uh, new Jurassic material out there, no matter what the age range. I think it's great to have anything for kids to adults. It's all amazing stuff, and we are super lucky as fans right now. Um, I was even pumped all the way back when The Indominus Escape was released. That was, you know, essentially like the same thing as uh, The Secret Exhibit. It was very similar in nature. So getting The Secret Exhibit this time around was also amazing. And again, as I did with the Indominus Escape, I wondered, will this lead to a Jurassic World Lego TV show? I don't know. That would be fun. And maybe this is their test, actually putting it on NBC this time around. Who knows? But um, I won't spoil the fun for you in that uh, series of episodes there yet. But we'll certainly be covering it in an episode in the near future. So stay tuned. But in this episode, we're going to jump straight into our monthly Jurassic Mailbag with, of course, none other than Jennifer Tarek for the month of December. I can't believe we are here in December. How? You know, time just moves too quickly. You know, after a complete full year of Jurassic, I think there has been a lot to say for us fans. So I really hope that you enjoyed this final mailbag for one of the biggest years Jurassic fans have ever experienced. But just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, you can call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. You can email us your audio files or questions at JurassicParkPod at gmail.com or you can head to our contact page at JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even though you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting questions for the next mailbag. But enough of all that, why don't we get this episode kicked off right by opening up the Jurassic Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. We're back for the month of December here in the Jurassic Mailbag segment. I have Jennifer Tarek with me here. Uh, how's it going, Jen? Hi. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, ate lots of turkey, put up a 
free. This is the yeah. season. It, I can't believe it is December. I say this every month. I'm like, I can't believe it's blah, blah, blah. But it is finally December. We are in the final Jurassic Mailbag of 2018. That is just crazy to me. Um, the fact that, uh, you know, so many people each and every month are sending us quality audio and uh, emails and stuff like that. It just blows my mind. And here we are in December with a ton more. It's crazy. I can't believe this is the last mailbag of the year, of 2018. Like, how long have we waited for 2018? And we're the last mailbag, the last month of the year. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, the mailbag is something I look forward to, you know, every month just because um, 2018 has been so crazy with the amount of uh, questions and concerns and all kinds of stuff because of the amount of things that we've gotten from toys to movies to games and books, everything. Um, It's been so much fun to kind of reflect on all this stuff and uh, not know what people are going to ask and just kind of go with the flow and uh and yeah it's it's interesting because there's been so much and we never know what we're gonna say we never do that's that's the best part we don't gotta do any work really they do the work we just kind of we're just here yeah there's no preparing the only preparing is i have to put the audio clips in the 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 player that i have here and that's it like then we have no (laughs) other preparing whatsoever like uh let's just wing it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah that's what we do that's what we do and uh mm-hmm. yeah like i said it's a big december jurassic mailbag and we are so grateful uh for everybody that um you know took their time uh towards the end of the month here uh, to get everything in and uh you know it's a busy time because uh prior to this recording you know you had thanksgiving in december and like you said putting up your decorations and your trees and all that stuff there's so much going on so we really appreciate it yeah Yep, definitely. And that's why sometimes asking for mailbag responses is like skewed. Usually we have them at the end of the month, but we got to record early sometimes. The holidays make it rough, but people are hanging in there with us. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, if we make it sound like, oh, this is the last one. I I remember, I think I put that out there in 2017. I was like, this is the last one uh, of this year. And people were like, "Oh no, this is it. This is it's not coming back. No more Jurassic Mailbag ever." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Just, just this year. It'll be back again, January, whatever. The first episode of January." <laughs> yep. 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 And uh, yeah, 2019 will be interesting because you know it could be barren, but they're also you know we might start seeing some news, so it, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm ready for the slowdown a little bit. I think we talked a little about. A little bit about that last month, how we're ready to relax a little, but yeah, and then it's a double-edged sword because then you kind of still got to keep content up. So it's a weird, weird transitional time. Yeah, but I'm excited. So let's see. Why don't we get this one kicked off here? Uh, we have an MP3 from Chris. So uh, let's go ahead and take a listen. Hey guys, Chris here. I want to bring it back to Jurassic World. Uh, not too long ago, I watched a YouTube video by Altiori about the Raptor Squad never switching sides. And I think she was talking about a theory. It was from, a, I think it was a Reddit user that proposed this theory. Uh, but basically was that the the Raptors never switch sides. Um, like when they first meet the Indominus, uh, we can see through their head-mounted cams, they kind of look back at Owen and kind of, you know you know wondering how he feels about that like they didn't just immediately turn on him and 
him being alpha hadn't changed. Uh, the Indominus never challenged him. He didn't challenge her, so he was still alpha at that moment. Um, I think there's another moment there where Charlie kind of pops up out of the grass after the attack happens, and and she looks at Owen um, and doesn't uh, attack him or anything, and then she gets killed. Uh, and there's uh, another scene where in Blue, uh, she goes after Barry, and once she realizes it's him, she kind of calls it off, and I think Owen calls her too with his whistle. And also was discussed when Delta, uh, when they were in the lab and Delta confronted Hoskins, uh, she doesn't attack Claire, Owen, or the kids. Um, she goes right after Hoskins and actually kind of puts her back towards them, I guess, because uh, she doesn't see them as a threat. But just kind of curious what you guys think about that. I have always thought that they did switch sides um maybe i'm one of the few that thought that you know i discussed this with my girlfriend you know talking about the video and she said no i i never thought they switched sides so hmm. hey maybe it's just me um but i think them not switching sides is the way it really went down anyways i appreciate the podcast and you guys have a good one Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. Ooh. I I never. This is this is gonna be another control Ellie <laughs> speech, take, oh, which yeah. is interesting because I never. This is interesting. I never knew there was two ways to look at this. So no, me neither. And and speaking of that that uh, control thing, uh, I don't know if anybody's gonna touch on it because it was it was a controversial uh, you know topic. I yeah. think from last month, so many people are chiming in on what they thought, and most people sided with you. So. Uh, you have that going for you. That was that was a good thing, yeah. and I I, I kind of sided with you too. I just thought like there's many ways to look at it too, so it is interesting. But yeah, this this is interesting because I only thought of it as one way, um, which was I thought they switched sides. That's personally what I thought. Okay. Um, the first time I watched it, the very very first time, I thought that too. But then literally the second time on, I thought the opposite. Because I feel huh. like when they're when they meet the Indominus, they're like, "Oh, like what's that thing?" And then it kind of talks to them, and then they look at Owen like, "What do we do?" I think they look at him like, "Like what is this?" Like what? Do, not not to turn on him, but to be like, um, "What do you want us to do with that kind of thing?" Because then, when when as as you pointed out, further along in that scene, like Charlie doesn't attack. I'm like, no one really attacks Owen. I, but then they start getting shot at. The Raptors start getting shot at. So they have to defend themselves. So that's what they do. But they never attack Owen because they never, I don't think they turned either. I think they were just confused at that moment. And then they started getting shot at. So they were more confused and trying to defend themselves. And they never, ever went after him or the group he was with. So that's a very valid point. So that's why I think, no, they did not turn on him. Yeah, no, I never actually considered the fact that they turned on like owen i thought you know they definitely like spared him they never actually like went after him barry for sure you know went after him just for a little bit and then got distracted but yeah i mean he, he brings up a lot of fair points i guess via this uh youtube video which i'll have to i'll have to track down and, and you know watch that because it sounds like a great theory overall just um that the raptors had i guess no intention on on flipping sides they just you know it'd be interesting if the raptors were like <laughs> super cognitive uh cognitive uh, what, what's the word i'm trying to say cognitive no i have no idea 
this is off the rails already. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Cognitive. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, it's a big word. My brain was not very cognitive in that moment. So um, th- that they were, you know, smart enough to know that these guys were all bad guys, and they all just like, let's take them out. Let's get rid of all these other people and spare Owen. <laughs> I well, I think yes. I I do think that because they attacked Barry too, so it wasn't like people they know versus people they don't know i i think that they were just really confused and overwhelmed and then they were getting shot at so the raptors were like what do we like any animal would act like that they'd just be try to defend themselves and just kind of panic a little bit but i don't think that was any of that was turning i just think that was panic confusion and when they looked at him i don't think they turned on him i think they were just like what's that what's that giant thing right there talking to us yeah well, you know, I don't have uh, the full clip for us to listen to. Um, well, maybe I can just play it right here. Um, maybe this will be loud enough. I'm going to go back just a tad. Um, if it ever plays. You know how when a train's off the rails and then there's a bridge and then it just flies off the bridge first oh. in the plane? Yep, that's exactly what happens here most of the time. So here we go. <laughs> They're talking back and forth. Going back and forth, communicating to each other. They seem to be somewhat friendly. Yeah. So, they're definitely friendly. A lot of time is passing here when you actually think about it. Alright, so so they all turn around. They all start hissing, or one of them hisses. Everybody's getting confused. And it looks like, for some reason, for some reason, all the the cameras on like in the uh the command center all literally focus on just owen so i guess that's where they're looking yeah it's just like they're all super zoomed and focused like just on owen which is funny it's funny but um so let's see i'm gonna watch that part again here we go it's actually working this time part raptor turning around all the cameras Let's see. Yeah, they're all focused on Owen. And that's interesting because it could be, yeah, that they had no choice but to defend themselves in that moment. Um, yeah, I, 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 maybe it wasn't – I don't know. I kind of see it as the way like the, the Indominus is like, go, take them out, not me. I'm on your side. That's the way I kind of read it, that situation. Um, but I guess you could just say like, you know, they didn't intend to do that. That wasn't the intention. They were just kind of just hanging out with them for a second and then decided to attack everybody once everybody opened up on the Raptors. Yeah. I really think that they looked to own was like, what do we like? What is this? What do you what do we do? What do you say we do? Like, I think they were just looking at him for guidance and it's, they started yeah. attacking them. So then they had to. It's hard to say because the Raptors don't look super happy, but then again, they never did. And and to be honest, like Fallen Kingdom is a bit of a um uh what do you what's the word I'm trying to look for? Here we go, brain. Hey hey brain. <laughs> hey brain. Uh, it's it's a retcon. It's a bit of a retcon because um in in Jurassic World, you know, Blue in the beginning, actually all four of them are are literally willing to just chomp him to pieces 
you know, especially he is not very confident in his pose, you know, that it's actually going to work. Yeah. And he's very afraid that they're going to eat him. And, you know, you can't turn your back to them because they will eat you or whatever. Um, and, you know, he just gets out of there. But he does have that relationship with them where he can, like, pet them and comfort them, it seems like. Um, and then, of course, they certainly adhere to his beck and call when the when he's on the motorcycle and, and they're all running through the forest. Um, but, again, that that is not necessarily him. It's more of... Uh, the training, so they um, definitely use their the scent of of the Indominus to track him down. So they're they're like animals or dogs at that moment that are like tracking down their prey. Um, so I don't know how much command Owen had at that point, but um, Fallen Kingdom is definitely a retcon that make makes them seem nicer. You know, like they're yeah. all friendly, all bunch of buds. Um, which I don't know if that was the case or not, but um, it's yeah, interesting. that goes exactly back to our other couple months ago question i think whenever someone asked that they think blue's a character and like mm-hmm. have a personality and that's exactly that i think the beginning of jurassic world no and i remember saying it evolved into yeah and then by fallen kingdom then it's like a dog a yeah. trained nice puppy <sighs> you know this uh, this scene does it is heartbreaking to me because especially after seeing fallen kingdom you know you you know how how much these dinosaurs meant to him, you know, um, all of them, not, not just blue, but I think all of them in general, blue is just a little extra special, but especially that moment where, uh, you know, the Raptor gets blown to bits, um, by the rocket launcher. That's just, that's heartbreaking to me. That is so bad. And, and yeah, she doesn't like, like attack. And he smiles and it's so cute. Yeah. And it is a good point that like, she just lifts her head up, um, after eating a guy, so let's let's not I know, forget that. She's like, that. "Aren't you proud? Look what I did! <laughs> <laughs> I got it! I got the prey! That's what you wanted me so to get, cute. right?" She's like, "Look, I got it! It's so cute! <laughs> I know it's heartbreaking every time I see it. That's heartbreaking." Yeah, this you know, a lot of people criticize Jurassic World for not being like scary or anything like that, but these raptors are pretty terrifying in this moment. This footage, I absolutely love this footage. Uh, like the um the the security camera stuff of mm-hmm. the raptors attacking everybody, dragging the one dude through the forest. It's pretty it's pretty um messed up and it's pretty scary. So I like that. But yeah, here's here she is. She's eating the dude and then she pops her head up. He puts the gun down. They're fine. They're good together. And mm. oh no, here it comes. Oh, blown up, and. Owen, Owen is like, you can tell the the sadness on Owen's face at that moment when she gets blown up and he's just like trying to figure out what just happened. Oh, man. Um, going back really quick. This is so off the rails. Going back really quick to the part you said about um, how they had the cameras and watching the guys get eaten by the cameras. They did that. That's the second time they did that in that movie. And I, that's one of my favorite things in Jurassic World that contrast with people in the control room having no real control over what they're watching on the screens and having people out there in the field living those moments live and they did that twice and they could have easily just ignored that control room part or not cut as much to it um and just shown the action part and then move on but to have that contrast and to have it back and forth and loud and silent i really really like that dynamic a lot and they do it twice and i really love that 
I'm glad they did that. Well, yeah, it makes it seem like a, a legitimate war room, you know, yeah. where, you know, they're I sending out a, a strike team and this is the team that's going to take care of it. We have to watch every move and kind of command them what to do. And at that moment, Hoskins is like, light them up, like, just take care of them. And that's what causes the issue. It seems like maybe I, I man, I would have loved to have known what would have happened, you know, if Owen if he had didn't just, do that. yeah, I was yeah, thinking that too. If, if he, if Hoskins didn't make that call, and if Owen had just made a head nod or something, um, you know, all he would have had to do is just nod his head towards the Indominus. Maybe they would have turned around. You know, it, yeah. it could have been interesting. I, I think that they looked at him for guidance on what to do there. Nice, I like yeah. that. That's a good idea. I think, uh, I think that's what I'm gonna stick with too. Um, but yeah, thanks, Chris. That was that was really uh, insightful and uh, a, a great call. So thank you very much. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move over here to an MP3 from Rowan. Hey guys, this is Rowan. Uh, it's been a while since I called in, but it's been busy lately. Um, but uh, I saw that uh, whoever I think it's got to be you, Brad, that runs the Jurassic Park podcast Instagram commented on my wife and I were. Claire and Owen for Halloween, and our boys oh, yeah. were Raptors, so everyone got a kick out of that. I was a pretty good Owen, but I think my wife was definitely a better Claire. She <laughs> she pulled it off pretty well. But uh, anyway, uh, I was just kind of thinking uh, lately about the new movie that we're going to have, and it's being directed by Colin Trevorrow, and I was just kind of wondering if you guys could pick one director to have to be the one that would be directing the next movie uh just who who would you who would your like dream director be um i've always kind of thought that jj abrams would be just because he's made so many good movies and good shows like lost i just love all the ideas and lost and uh sort of um just sort of like mystery that he seems to create in his shows and movies and also like the nostalgia aspects that he'll create in uh, like a movie like Super 8. If he, I figured if he were to do a Jurassic Park, it would be a lot more like hearkening back to something that Spielberg would have done um, had he continued directing the movies. But also another one I was thinking would be good was uh, that Alex Garland, who directed Ex Machina and um, Annihilation. Um, both of those kind of have a Jurassic Park vibe to them, I feel like. I just wonder what he would have done if he, you know, I, I could just imagine like a scenario where the dinosaurs are out, but they're kind of like in the desert now. Towards the end of the movie, they're driving off into the desert. So I could just imagine like some, you know, Dr. Wu in a lab and some Nevada, you know, secret bunker and uh, just seeing what Garland would do with some sort of a plot like that, sort of sort of similar to... Ex Machina, where they're kind of isolated somewhere. Um, but uh, anyway, I, I just wanted to see what you guys thought, uh, who you thought would be a good director, maybe besides Trevorrow, since we know we we're going to have him. And he'll be great, I'm sure, but just wanted to see what, uh, you know, along, along those lines, uh, probably besides Trevorrow and Spielberg, who, uh, who you thought might have been good. So anyway, thanks, and uh, I'll call in later sometime. Bye. Oh, that's uh, that was a great call. Um, I, I was like trying to think of uh, certain directors while you were talking there. Uh, Jen, did you come up with anything specifically? 
I am the single worst person on planet <laughs> Earth to ask this question to because I don't even know the difference. There could be two different people directing the same thing and I couldn't even tell the difference. Like when they have different directors for, for TV show episodes, it looks the same to me. I don't know directing. I don't have an eye for it. I have no idea. I can't tell if one director is better than the other. I have no idea. Well, I'm the worst person on earth to ask. That's a good thing. Too. You know, that's I don't a even good know thing. directors. The, I don't know. I th- Bryce I think is one. Can Bryce oh, yeah. direct it? I don't know. <laughs> I I think maybe that could be a possibility in the future. That would be awesome if Bryce could direct something. Um, you know, because she's getting her her you know go ahead here with Star Wars. So that'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Um, but she's got an established relationship with everybody inside the franchise, so that could be interesting. I would like to see that. But yeah, you're right. I think, you know, like a TV show or, or a movie series does a good job if it can um, reflect the same tone, you know, throughout the, the series. So that's a good thing when, when they do that because I, I want my things to look the same and to be the same aesthetic throughout the trilogy or whatever the series is. I think that's a good thing when you stick to that vibe. Yeah, I can't tell. I guess they all do it good because I really can't tell at yeah. all. So he he had mentioned J.J. Abrams. I think that would be um, an interesting choice. I don't think he would ever do this. Um, I don't know why. I feel like it's below him or something. I don't know. Uh, plus, I wouldn't really want him to do it anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with a lot of his choices for Star Wars and stuff like that. Um, I, I've enjoyed his movies. I definitely loved Super 8. Um and I loved Lost, and uh, but he just he was just like producer on that. Um, but uh, what what else has he done? So Star Trek was was good. I like that stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't like a lot of his choices with Star Wars and, and the whole mystery of everything. Sometimes that's a little he goes a little too overboard, and then it leaves it all mysterious and stuff, and then it doesn't get resolved. So I don't know. Oh, I um, hate that. Yeah, but isn't that script though, not director? I don't know. He has a lot of input on stuff like that. He he did a lot of writing and stuff as well um, for a lot of those things. So I, I wouldn't want, especially in a third film, I wouldn't want a lot of mystery. I want answers and I want, f- you know, finality and stuff like yeah, that. I want too. it to be to be Big a conclusion or, or whatever it may be um, if it is a final um, I want it to, to not be left open unless we're getting more. That would be fine. If they want to add some mystery and then add another film and another film, that's fine with me. But um, I don't know if I want mystery. Um, but Alex Garland, um, I- I've seen Ex Machina. I loved that movie. I thought it was fantastic. And it's like it really is um, like Jurassic Park. It's very, very similar um, it's all about like AI and, and robots and stuff like that, um, realistic. Um, so it's kind of like that same scenario um, where things go bad. So I could definitely see him doing that. I, I did not see the um, the newest one, which I know you had mentioned. I forget what it was already. Um, but I always kind of wanted, back before we got J.A. Bayona, I was like, you know what? We need Matt Reeves. Um I thought he's a, a great director. He did, you know, some Planet of the Apes stuff. He did Cloverfield, um, which Cloverfield is like a big monster movie. And, um, you know, we constantly question whether the third film will be like Planet of the Apes because of, you know, dinosaurs potentially being loose, you know, all over the place. 
And that's essentially what Planet of the Apes is. It's just like the apes take over. Um, so I, I've always imagined that could be the route we take with Jurassic. So I thought he would be a good pick. Um, personally, I am fully satisfied with Colin being the director. Um, yeah, I think he, yeah, I think he did a wonderful job um, setting the tone because he had a lot to do in Jurassic World, a lot of people to make happy and stuff like that, and a lot of choices to make that weren't necessarily his. He had to do a lot of that stuff that um, was just given to him. So I think he did a great job, um, and he it's undervalued, I think, for what he did. I think he did some great stuff cinematically, and um, I think it, I think it looks beautiful. And um, I'm, I'm super excited to see what he does with his own vision, especially because of the writing and um, – uh, the directing all at once. I think it's going to be great. Um, so I'm excited. Are you yeah. excited about him? I think I think that's where Colin thrives because I don't know if Fallen Kingdom missed the mark for me on writing or the direction the film went in, not director, but the direction the film went in, which is also screenplay. Or I love J.A. Bayona, but does he fit a Jurassic film? I don't know. So I don't know exactly what piece went wrong. However, if this Jurassic World 3 hits the mark like Jurassic World did for me, then I know Colin directing and writing is the win-win situation for me, for my taste, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I trust him. I really yeah. trust him. Oh, absolutely. I always, I've always trusted his, his decisions and choices. And, um, you know, I think he recently had said that, um, this is the film that he always wanted to make or something like that. Uh, you know, paraphrasing. So yeah. I'm excited to see what that film is and, and what those choices are because it's it's so wide open right now. And a lot of people ask me and, and you and everybody else, like, what is Jurassic World 3? And, and I just – I don't exactly know. I really don't have a great idea. I mean I have guesses, random stuff, but I don't have a good sense of where it's going. And I, I, I guessed to a T what was going to happen with Jurassic uh, – with Fallen Kingdom, but this one's kind of wide open. Yeah, I don't know either, but I love that he had this for a long time in his mind, and this is, was his goal movie. Like he built, he did the first two to get here, so that's really exciting. Yeah, and uh, also Rowan, yeah, I loved uh, the uh, Halloween pictures. I thought they were great. I always love it when like a family does uh, a full Halloween outfit, and you know, you and your wife looked great, and and the and the kid. It, it was there one kid or two kids? I forget. Um, sorry, uh, <laughs> but <gasps> it, it was great. I loved seeing those pictures. So you know, keep it up, and and hopefully we get more from you guys so thank you so much what else do we have here let's see um oh we have a an email so Uh-oh, gotta read it <laughs> i gotta read it here here we go um the title or, or the subject of this email is the return of your favorite listener veronica oh email this time <laughs> she always puts in a voicemail i know what's going on here veronica come on <laughs> so let me read here. Here we go. It says, good morning, Brad and Jen. I know it has been a while since I've called you guys. This is like a catch up with you guys. How are you guys doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah, okay. I apologize for not being able to call in this time around. I have been busy with school and work. That's understandable. That's fine. Yes. Um, yes. So I thought an email. Uh, oh, here we go. So I thought I would email you guys. So my PTSD of your voicemail, Brad, wouldn't come up because we all know I have a lot to say. Uh, you know, Veronica, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I, I cut everybody off. I said, look, three minutes. That's it. <laughs> that was my one yeah. stipulation like halfway through the year. I'm like, guys, oh, let's tighten it up a little bit. 
<laughs> so she goes on to say, here it goes. I have seen on Twitter and Instagram about Conchavaro's picture with the screenwriter. I don't know her. Anyways, uh, everyone keeps talking about this upcoming film. Is it called Jurassic Park 6? And um, I'm curious to know what that means. Now, these reboots obviously um, continue the story in the JP universe, but this new title is confusing and intriguing. Are they going to end the whole story? Is this wrap-up going to involve the new cast with old? There are a lot of speculations going around, and I know we could up, we could up with more and maybe be wrong. <laughs> I, I know we could up with more, making it hard, for and you. maybe be wrong. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I wanted to, uh, both of your thoughts on this. So here's some questions for you both. What do you expect in the upcoming movie? Didn't I just say that everybody asks this question, Veronica? (laughs) And also, um, what would you like to change or stay in the storyline? Do you want new characters or more character development from the pre-existing ones? Well, guys, that is all I have for you. Would like to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you soon, Veronica. You know, Veronica, Thanksgiving was great. Um, Great holiday. I love eating. I ate too much. Yeah. I ate so much. Yeah, obviously. Like, why would you not? You have to eat a lot. Yeah. That, I think like the goal of, of Thanksgiving is to say, I ate too much. <laughs> yep. Watch some football, watch the parade, and eat too much. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, she had three points in there. There was three a lot of points. points. There was a lot of points. So let's go back. Um, so the picture of Colin Javaro and Emily Carmichael, that's the um, new uh, co-writer for Jurassic World um, 3 or Jurassic Park 6. So that's the confusion, I guess, for Veronica here is – I think it was hashtagged, right? Is that what the... Um... Um, I don't know if he hashtagged it, but I think he just put that in there not to... Because he put Jurassic World 3, everyone would be like, oh no, that's the title, it has no subtext. Or if he put anything like that, they'd be like, oh, that's the official title. But since he put Jurassic Park 6, I think we know that's not the title, so that was the safe way to go. Okay, so here it is. I guess. It's, it says, story meeting with Emily Carmichael. Uh, Nimes, France? I don't know how to say that. And that was dated seven twelve of eighteen. Wait, so that uh, wait, what? That's an old picture. That's a, okay, it's an, it's an old, old picture. He posted okay. it now, but it's an old. Yeah, picture. I was confused by that. Um, and it also says hashtag Jurassic Park VI six. So that's what yeah. that is. Um, Jurassic Park six. So essentially, yeah, it's just saying like this is this is Jurassic Park six. It really is. Even though the Jurassic World movies are called Jurassic World. They're all part of the same thing. They're not yeah. reboots or anything like I mean, I guess they are reboots. They're not remakes. So they are all part of the same thing. Um, it's a continuation. So, yes, it is Jurassic Park 6. And it, it definitely frustrates a lot of people to not have it be Jurassic Park 4, 5, and 6. Um, I don't care. I mean, I don't need it to be called Jurassic Park. Uh, Jurassic World works for me, too. But yeah. um, I, 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 they're they're not gonna, it, Veronica. They're not gonna say the next movie is called Jurassic Park Six. I guarantee you that it will be Jurassic World, whatever. Um, it right. won't be Jurassic Park Six. However, I do want to shout out Emily Carmichael's name because I love that name. That's a cool name, Carmichael. Every time I hear that, I'm like, oh, I'm glad she's on this project. That's a cool <laughs> name. I like to hear that. Over and over. 
Yeah, she seems really awesome. You know, she's really uh, vocal online and uh, always posting pictures and stuff on Instagram. And uh, yeah, she she's great. I am super excited to have her be part of this franchise and to be involved with everybody. I think she's learning a lot from Colin. I don't know, maybe she was like this with other franchises and things that she's worked on, but... Colin has always been very vocal and, uh, you know, talkative with the fans and stuff. So maybe she's learning off of him. I don't know. But uh, she's doing the same, at least. So that's great. Yeah, they, they seem to go good. I mean, we like I'm, I see them work together all the time, but they seem like they work together well. And they, they seem like they, they would work together well. And I, I'm really excited for her, too. It's a good opportunity for her. And I think she's going to do really well. And I'm excited to see what she brings and her style and what she adds to it. Yeah. I think it's a good combo. Oh, absolutely. Um, so the first question was, <laughs> what do you expect in this upcoming movie, Jen? Huh? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I, I expect everything, everything, all of my hopes and dreams to happen. I expect a T-Rex to die in a volcano fire. Um, that's no, we expected <laughs> that last time. <laughs> I know. I know. That was my big, that was my big thing was that was what was going to happen. Uh, well, you know, we sort it sort of came true, but with just the different dinosaur. So, yeah. But um, no, I don't know. I, 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 the only thing I keep saying is just like dinosaurs loose, you know, like, and that's obvious because that's what happened at the end of the other movie. So, unless uh, unless they skip skip past that time jump, pass it, and they're all contained, and they have a new direction of story, which would be total cheating. But that would things, be cheating. They yeah. do that. They, they did do. that last yeah, time. They, they, they skip a whole bunch, and they're like, "Oh, here we are now. All that's resolved." But you didn't get to see it. Yeah. TV shows do that, and this films do that. And I, hate I, that. I really do hate that as well. It's like, oh, what? Okay, we just we're just gonna all right. We're starting fresh, I guess. So, I just assume you know that other companies around the world will have this technology. They'll have their dinosaurs. They'll build their armies. Do whatever they need, um, you know, because they have the technology. And and Doctor Wood said. You know, that selling this specific one is not the problem. It's what they're going to do with it. You know, it's they're going to make more. Um, so that's that's the problem. So I don't know. They'll make more of the Baryonyx, I think that or I don't know. Allosaurus. No, I don't know. Whatever got out. The bunch of dinosaurs. Um, but yeah. And then the other question was, what would you like to change or stay in the storyline? And uh, do you want new characters or more character development from pre-existing ones? Um, well, what I would change would have Claire go back to Jurassic World Claire and less less tree-hugging activist. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a tree-hugging activist. I just don't want Claire to be one of those. Like, if they want one, that's fine. But I don't want Claire. I want I want that gritty, this businessy, motivated, ambitious person. Like, that was in... The evolution of Claire a lot, and that was in Dress World. I think I missed that in Fallen Kingdom, and I want that back. I want her to be in charge of something and be important. I don't think she was important. She was played and tricked, and she was just there. I don't. She wasn't important. I want her mm. to like take control of this trilogy and come full circle and really be like an important factor somehow. I don't, I don't know. Want. I don't know if that's going to happen, though. I, I know, I, but that's I, what I want. The question yeah. was, wasn't what, what's not going to happen? This, this part, this part two here, yeah, yeah. wasn't oh, you're what's right. going to happen. Right. It was what do you want. What, what's going to change? What's going to happen? So that's what you're changing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's going to happen or not. That's what not, you're changing. It won't. It won't. Um, what am I going to change? I I don't know. I, I I just want I want to make sure that we don't 
repeat a lot of the same stuff. I'm I'm great. I've talked about it so many times with mirroring. I love mirroring. Um, but the fact that Jurassic World ended and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom ended in the same place, basically, um, with a lot of the same beats. Um, I don't want this movie to be about we have to go find Blue. You know, we have to go That's track her down. Valid, valid, valid point. I want a little more complicated. Your point is very valid. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want the same beats either. Yeah. And we they did do that. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. And, and you know, Blue was loose at the end of Jurassic World, and they they said their goodbyes. That she ran off. Literally, which movie did I just describe? I know. No. So, are they gonna celebrate? Uh, celebrate? Are they gonna separate <laughs> Owen and Claire again, or are they gonna be together? Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't think, you know, you could follow the same beats. I think you have to have them together. But I'm, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they won't care about that. But um, it, it would just be too similar. You can't you can't do that, especially with the fact that Maisie is in the, is in the mix now. Um, I think yeah, they have to be together. I hope so. I can't I, I don't not that like I'm a big shipper or a that kind of fan i just don't want to deal with that again i don't want to deal with that storyline like i don't mind them together i don't mind a storyline of them together but i don't want to deal with the oh we're separate but we're gonna be forced back together and then we're gonna end up together again that that beat annoyed me twice in a row like that and it's not oh i'm a big shipper or anything it's just that i don't want to see that again as a just a viewer i don't want i want a new adventure i want a new take I want to move on, move forward, and how they deal together from the start with this. Yeah, so I mean, if it if uh, you know the past serves us right, we're gonna get the same beats. You know, I know it will be the same because they I literally did that, like you had just described. They started yeah. both movies where both of them were, uh, you know, on opposite sides, and then they had to work together. Um, now, granted, it wasn't like they were butting heads or anything in Fallen Kingdom, right? There was no headbutting. They they were they were fine. Um, that was like the only interesting part <laughs> too about their relationship was the the strong personalities on both sides. But yeah. then in Fallen Kingdom, they didn't even have that. So. It's that's really funny. I never really considered that the fact that they were broken up. There was no they they weren't together at all. But the fact that they came together so fast and then they were they were good the rest of the movie. You know, like he showed up in that plane. From that moment out, there was no bickering. There was no arguing. It was just, let's get this done. Be careful. You know, be safe out there. They're back in their relationship. That's really what happened. You know, they they fell right back in um, very I easily know. too. So That's annoying. And it was the same beats. And what's weird is that I know Colin and Bryce at least, I think Chris Pratt too, but I know Bryce at least was saying how – it looks the same what back when they were promoting the movie they're like it looks like the same they're, that they're t- not not together then they get together it looks like that but it's different it's a new take it's a different direction we watch the film and it's not like hmm. they they thought it was which is weird they all thought it was different a whole different approach and all this and we watched it and we're like um that's the exact same story except the bickering like that's yeah, it but that's it was the it. same yeah. thing and they didn't think that, and that's a little worrisome. If they honestly don't think that's any di- that that they think that's different, and it's not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I hope we don't get those repeats, but yeah, I do hope there is mirroring. I hope that you know they mirror things 
correctly. They did that very well, I think, in Fallen Kingdom with a lot of different things, but some things were very on the nose. So let's hope we like, get a little change. You know what's, what's weird? I feel like if you timestamp different parts <laughs> of the movie at the same time, like you'll yeah. have a very similar moment happening. You'll have the T-Rex roaring pose at the same time. You'll have like them doing stuff at the same, like the same, you know what I mean? Like the oh, same, yeah. not the same yeah. thing happening, but like the same motivational moments or whatever happening plot points i think so yeah that would be fun to watch you know people usually do that on like youtube or somewhere but you know not usually a full movie i guess but um usually we'll have them both like side by side so you can see exactly what happens like that would be interesting i feel like you could do the entire movies back to back like that which is not a good thing in my opinion (laughs) Well, let's hope it's very varied and 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 a much yeah. different film and surprising, different. and uh, hopefully it has some old cast. That would that that's my um, oh hope. yes, I think so. I do. I think so I think too. so. Yeah, especially with that hashtag Jurassic Park Six. I think yeah. you know, the fact that they're gonna wrap it up. I think um, I think that's really yeah, what's gonna happen here. So I think it's gonna come full circle, and I think we're gonna revisit some of these people. Hopefully, in a, in a slightly longer sense than we got of Malcolm. I would really hope for that at least. I think they are. I really think they're going to do it. I But see the thing, the movies are only two hours. So that's a lot of things to do correctly and fit in two hours. It should be longer. If this is the end for real with the original cast, I mean, they might remake it 20 years from now, whatever, but the, the original cast will be like 80 by then. So if this is the last one with these people and this last opportunity, make it, Th- two and a half hours like who cares mm-hmm. make it three lord of the rings is like seven harry potter was two <laughs> parts like who cares Come yeah on. let's get the two-parter that would be great i think that would actually work really well that's not a bad idea jen i'm fine with it i'll take it you should hashtag two-parter jurassic park six slash seven <laughs> yeah it'll it'll come out at like 6.5 oh wait 6. what 5. is it 5.5 <laughs> and 6.0 i love it that's actually a great idea maybe maybe it'll do it maybe maybe it'll come true Oh, I would now love that. Now you're getting my hopes up. Let's start Usually a movement. Usually I'm doing it to you, but now you're getting my hopes up. I'm sorry. I'm starting. Yeah, let's start dashed. the movement. Let's start the movement. Let's make let's sure it happens. It. Colin, do yes. it. They listen. No. They do. Yeah. Emily, okay. I know you're listening, Emily. Yeah. Big um, fan. <laughs> so let's see. I lost my place in my notes. Um, all right. So we have a MP3 here from – actually, I didn't – I don't think I got the name. But uh, let's take a listen. Hey Brad, hey Jen. Uh, I just hey. like to say first that uh, my uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, of Bryce Dallas Howard. <gasps> nah, I'm only joking, Jen. That was just me to keep you on your toes. I thought you'd be like shivering with uh, anger, but no, it's James from Jurassic Unicast. So I'm only winding you up. I love Bryce Dallas Howard. Anyway, um, now. Based on your last mailbag, you and Brad had this long discussion about this uh, Ellie's power Um. conversation with John Hammond about the respect to the power. Now, I see, completely see both sides. Now, initially, you've got to think this film was made for children as well. Children wouldn't think outside the box. Children would take things literally from at least from the ages from six until about 12. You wouldn't think of power as in 
uh, as in a metaphor, you would think power is in electricity. Now, the reason, I, in my opinion, I completely agree with Brad. I think your way works, Jen, absolutely. As a metaphor, it really does work. Um, I completely get your side of it. I still find it confusing how that's the only thought that you've ever had, considering you've probably seen this film as a child. But from a child's perspective, power would literally mean power. You know, they talk about the the like the whole way through the film is the power still on like because that power is keeping them safe and that power is their communication to the outside world now to me the way the reason well the reason why ellie didn't had respect for the power was because she didn't obviously consider their lives would be in jeopardy just from the power just going out she thought the fences would still keep them in. The phone lines would still be able to work. And now the power's out. They've lost communication. She's The only thing she's caring about are them kids and Alan Grant. She couldn't give a crap about anyone else. That's all she cares about. And I don't think she would care about them as much if it was just a metaphor. I think she cares about them to that level because of the... Um, because of the power being out, literally being out, and she can't do anything about it and be able to save them. She can't call the military to come in and help them survive, you know? Um, but I completely, 100% get your metaphor on that, and I think it's quite a good one, actually. I never even thought about it until you brought it up. Um, and I, re- no, actually, I really, really like it, to be honest. <laughs> And uh, and it, it kind of goes with the way the movies as a franchise have gone, so I get that hundred percent. So, um, but when it comes to the dialogue and the meaning at the time, I believe completely it was what Brad thinks, and it was literally about the electricity and the the telephones and stuff. Because I don't believe they would think they were thinking about metaphors. I think the metaphors work now, looking at it in hindsight. But that's my views. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I enjoyed the mailbags recently. Well, I've enjoyed them all, but so keep it up and uh, look after yourself. See you later. Thanks, dude. I win, huh. right? That that means I win. Is that? No, he that's... said mine was better though. Oh, oh, wait, did he? Yeah. I w- I yeah. stopped paying attention, James. I... <laughs> At that part, you just yeah. missed that. I didn't hear that part. But, I, I th- you know, even though he sided with me, I think he actually brought up some decent points as far as, like, um, why uh, you would view it my way, I guess. Yeah, you know? he really did because I didn't think of it that way either. I'm, I've been so not your way so much that I didn't <laughs> even think that it would be um, an age thing. And mm-hmm. maybe they didn't think metaphorically, but I – I don't know. Even thinking about your way now is weird to me. I, I honestly, my entire life, have never thought of it that way. And I know he said I probably saw it when I was young, and I did. I grew up with it. I was three when it came out, and so it's always been there. And I've always seen it that way, metaphorically, my entire existence. I've never – I should ask my dad this, actually, because – I've never really had this conversation and I'm curious now. I'm curious to see what other people think. Um, it's really interesting to hear what people think and I, I want to ask my dad because he, he went the whole journey with me the same way with this movie and so I'm going to ask him because I've never, ever, ever 
thought of it as actual like physical power but he brought up a really good point with ellie only caring about grant and the kids out there so that makes sense that she would only care about that actual power that's affecting them in that moment but even then it's weird for me to even think that because it's so it's like blindsided of how i've always seen that (laughs) it's a weird thing happening yeah i mean it is interesting because throughout the movie there is a lot of discussion about power um in terms of like physical like um like electricity um you know they're they're talking about the uh, the fences, the gates, and all that stuff um, early in the movie. Um, and then certainly later on, Ellie's whole role at the end is to get the power back on. So that is an interesting you know, part of it. That, uh, see, I didn't even look at all these aspects. I just thought literally in that moment, that's, that's all I'm hearing. And I love, huh. I love that the fact that like this is all very confusing. You know, like the fact that like you s- – you hear my way and you're like, what? And I hear your way and, or, you know, somebody else's way. And I'm like, huh? Like, yeah, and that happens not just for this moment, but for a lot of moments. It's very funny to to realize that we all view this so differently, so drastically differently. And and I love that. I love that things can actually be confusing to each of us. And we're like, huh, what's going on? Yeah, because it just feels like it's common sense to you. And it just is like, yeah. But then yeah. you hear someone else say it. and You're like, whoa, really? Wait, yeah, I guess I could see that. But I whoa like it's a mind blown moment (laughs) (laughs) it's very funny i i don't know and especially i guess the hindsight part that he had brought up um you can certainly change your views over time and hey maybe you didn't even realize you changed your mind not you specifically but um anybody out there you know you just view it as so many times and then your mind changes a little bit but hindsight is an interesting detail to talk about because like well, yeah, now you realize that it's this thing or, you know, now as you're an adult, you realize that they meant more than this or that. So it is, you know, fair, you know, um, game, I guess. But I don't know. I, I think it's it's valid both ways, at least. And I don't think there is a right way. I don't think that's it at all. I think the power of the place is certainly... Um, immense you know it's certainly something that's that's very valid and the power of the technology and the creation um, and the power that's running through the place is certainly valid so yeah all there's like many ways you could look at it well there is one way to solve that and that is ask Laura Dern or ask Steven Spielberg (laughs) so gotta make that happen yeah let's uh let's track them down Hey, Steven, okay. you're, I know you're listening right now. You're a big fan. And Laura, They're too. They're all listening. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, me and Laura are on first name basis. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, he, he almost got you there, though. He's, like, doing a, a fake accent and making you think he hated Bryce Dallas <laughs> Howard. What's up with that, James? It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> Where where are we? Oh, all right. So we got a voicemail here from Ender. Uh, let's take a listen. Hey, Brad and Jen. It's hey. Ender back at it again with another question for the December mailbag. So I guess I should be saying Happy Christmas or Merry Woo. Christmas, whichever you want to say. Um, anyway, my question for this month slash week is... How do you find Jurassic Park and the whole Jurassic series affecting your everyday life? So, like, I mean more than just the fact that you run a podcast. Do you find a connection with it in your interactions with people on the daily? Things like that. I know me, for example, 
Um, I have nicknames for people. Uh, my nickname that my girlfriend gave me is Ender Raptor, so it's like a little combination of the two there. And then I quote the movie all the time in normal conversations, you know, clever girl whenever my girlfriend or my sister does something that I think is... Oh, wait, what happened here? He just stopped talking. Oh. There might be more. Hold on a second. Yeah, there is more. There, I don't know why. It, it uh, cut it short. You know, intelligent. Stuff hmm. like that. So just quotes or seeing merchandise or connecting things to it in your head. What sort of things do you guys connect to Jurassic Park in your everyday life? Thanks. Call you back in January. Bye. Too awesome. much. Everything. <laughs> uh, Where do yeah. I begin? Where, does where do one, you begin, Brad? Where does where, one where, begin? How does Jurassic Park affect your life? Well, yeah, and that's um, – I think it's something that I talked about a little bit on um, uh, you know, a few episodes ago. We, we did the 25th anniversary kind of retrospective thing, and I talked about basically like how much it affects me and how much it's impacted me um, over the past 25 years. But you know, on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, I know this is a weekly podcast and stuff like that, but it, you have to think about it. Um, every day. It, it literally cannot, like a, an hour can't go by without thinking about <laughs> this franchise, yeah. you know, or, or talking yeah. to somebody. Um, I, I, you know, mentioned that I have uh, multiple group conversations, uh, group chats, and of course, Twitter and um, Facebook and Instagram, all those things with so many of you guys out there. And and, um, you know, community members, uh, listeners, everybody out there, so many people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis, on an hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis. Um, and so many of these people are like my best friends. You know, like, it's so crazy that somehow just talking to people on a podcast or being on a fan in a fan community makes everybody so close. But it does. It's It's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people like to separate – online friends and real friends you know you've heard that a million times i'm sure um if you have any online friends um but yeah i i don't think there's a difference to be honest and i think online friends can be best friends like literally your best friends and i know um recently i went down to universal orlando um and i hung out with with a ton of people from other podcasts and 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 all this stuff and just people I know from the internet and we were all best friends and I have like you can almost not have a better time than I had and uh, I know I've met you several times we've met in Disney and uh, Philadelphia all over the place um, and yeah it's just awesome that we can all be such good friends I love it and that's how it affects me on a day to day basis is is just talking behind the scenes with contributors and friends and everybody else i honestly cannot even put that better if i try that's exactly my life experience as well i think i have to think about every day as well i outside of just the rice stuff that i do every day it's just the people i talk to the twitter checking my messages i mean that's what people talk to me about all the time we're just in this giant bubble of it and yeah i mean and then when i try to i kind of get away from it here I go because I'm planning that wedding. The whole wedding is Jurassic themed, basically. So I'm back <laughs> in it. I'm back yes. in it over there. So, I mean, Josh, Josh's birthday is today. Happy birthday! Happy well, birthday, Josh! We're, we're filming. They were filming it. Oh yeah, um, very early. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's coming out <laughs> but, weeks um, later. Sorry, <laughs> but he got the Jurassic World toaster. His parents got him the Jurassic World oh, toaster. Oh, that's awesome! So it's just always, 
always, always around. You can't escape it. There's it's it's been ingrained so deeply that it's just a natural thing yeah. that happens. It's just there all the time. Yeah, and especially it's not a choice. No, the two of us decided to run things, you know, to be um a part of something. Um, with BDH Network and this podcast. So it, we both have like challenges every day and tasks that we have to do, like make an Instagram post. And it's not it's not as simple as just making an Instagram post. You know, you have to throw all the hashtags and make sure your mm-hmm. comment's good and make sure that the images is tuned right and looks good. Um, and and then there's you have to have that post on every other social media yeah. platform I was as well. Say, you have to uniformly post yeah. it on Facebook, Twitter, everything. Everywhere. And and you know, some tasks can help you with that, posting things everywhere. And then of course we have websites that we have to maintain on a daily basis. Um, you know, article posts and, and then, you know, here in the podcast and, and you too. We we both have like YouTube channels that are, you know, thriving and doing some great content and and mm-hmm. you know, I am constantly out filming videos or editing videos. I see that. Your vlogs is a new thing that you've been doing. Yeah. You know, this past year, I've been trying to up the game um, on YouTube for the podcast. And and we're not just an audio format anymore. We are like visual and audio and all this other stuff. So the, the YouTube stuff has been a blast. And honestly, like some days I, I will go to work and then I will take my my lunch break and I will literally drive out to Target or I'll drive out to Walmart Walmart uh, with the sole goal to find toys <laughs> or to film something or to, you know, do it's crazy. Like I, I am just out of my mind. So and then I have to go back and edit all that stuff and it takes forever. I have recently I had to like download like a to do list app because it was getting out of hand. Oh, yeah. I have so many tasks that I have to do from editing to posting to, um, you know, all that stuff and filming and and recording that I had to put it in order because otherwise I'll just lose it. And actually, I just fell behind on one video and the entire thing is out of whack. So I am like, (laughs) what do I what am I what am I doing? I'm in a tornado, a downward spiral. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. It's not as simple as just talking to somebody and then posting it. I wish it was that easy. I feel that on a deep emotional level and I'm kind of dropping the ball because I'm just tired. You're doing so much. Like it's blowing my brain watching you do all this stuff. And I, I, I had to do this for a really long time. I still do have to do this, but I'm just tired. Yeah. I'm just tired. Oh, speaking of being tired, I know this is weeks uh, early, you know, uh, earlier when we recorded this, but when I, I literally posted the JP 25th anniversary special, Last night, um, I stayed up until 3.30 a.m. and and had to oh, wake man. up for work early in the morning. Wow. So, See, you're my hero. That's amazing. And, I, I, I didn't get even be able – I wasn't even able to contribute to that because I just didn't have <laughs> a second. I didn't have a second to even contribute. Yeah. And you're so, up till 3 a.m. I had hero. to contribute my own portions and uh, add everybody else's. And that's like the, the crazy thing is I had to edit everybody's portion because some of them were very long and some of them were, were – I had to like shift stuff around and, and then add the interview. And, uh, you know, one day I'll have to go through like a behind-the-scenes video or something. Um, I think that might be interesting to see like what yeah. a week is or what a day is or what editing day is because – it's a lot of stuff and it's it's not just it's mm-hmm. not simple so i don't know it, 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 yeah. we run businesses that's essentially what this is you know we're running full thriving businesses 
on our own for free. With, with a great community. Yeah, for free with a great community of people. So mm-hmm. What was his question? Um did it answer the question? I I don't I'm lost at this point. I think uh my my mind doesn't work anymore. And we've only been going for an hour oh, and we have more. I know what it was. <laughs> I know what it was. It was um how outside of everything that we do apparently what how does Jurassic is, is Jurassic right. like still part of your life and Duh, we have like because he had nicknames for people and stuff and oh don't get us started on a nickname thing because we we went down that train for a while um bradleyosaurus and and the, <laughs> the right. te- jennifer terex t-rex yeah, terex i like that yeah <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's in the DNA. It's Mr. DNA. Mr. DNA. Um, but yeah, thank you, Ender. Uh, why don't we go ahead and move on here? We have an MP3 from Jurassic Dave. Uh, where's my player? There it is. Dave, what's up? Let's take a listen. Maybe. Hey, Brad and oh, Jen. It's uh, Jurassic Dave 93 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, really enjoy the uh, Jurassic Mailbag segment you guys got going. I thought I would send over an audio recording since Brad doesn't like to read my emails and I'm the one that sent an email in last time. But um, I wanted to get your thoughts on recently I had watched a Clayton Fioriti video about Jurassic Park 3 and the opening sequence when the boat gets attacked. Um, and I was wondering what your guys' little head cannon is on what exactly happened to the boat. Like what attacked it? What happened? I I didn't realize till I watched that video. I never really thought about it before, but um, I thought that was an interesting topic that he brought up and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Thanks. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Look, Dave. You know I I don't like reading everybody's emails, and I apologize because I will read them if they come in. But I I it's not that I don't like reading. I'm just terrible at it. I don't want to subject you all to hearing me talk more. Why would you? I want think that? it's funny. Because it's oh. amusing. It's entertaining to people. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you bring up a good question. Um, and it's one that I've always wondered. I've always thought about, like, that moment in Jurassic Park 3 where the boat essentially just goes, like, under the clouds. And then the, the, the uh, flyer thing is pulled a little bit. And then they come out from the clouds and it's just ripped to shreds. And the guys are gone. And then they go off. The boat is, like, heading heading towards, like, a big rock. So, Jen, what happens in that moment? That is an excellent question <laughs> asked here upon us. Um, I never thought about it, to be 100% honest, until like until I got in the fandom here and people were talking about it more. I guess I just thought it was pteranodons, which is strange because we know they're in the cage, so that can't be that. But um after being in the community is, is the rumor that it's the spinosaurus because it can go underwater isn't like a fin dinosaur it's a water it's both right it's yeah like, what are they yeah. called land and sea dinosaur yeah, it goes yeah it definitely goes in the water um and it you know potentially it could be both of those things um not both at the same time but oh, either so way. i was right either way Maybe. I, like I mean, there there is no answer, unfortunately, and there's no way to ever, like, have an answer unless – no, there's no way because there's no, like, surviving story from that moment aside from Eric, but he didn't see anything. Like, unless there's, like, some random story that Eric's like, I really did see what happened, and it was bad. A Spinosaurus came out of the water. Like, that. that's never going to happen. Um, but I guess 
there is a possibility that it could be the Pteranodons because at the end of of uh, the Lost World, there are Pteranodons free and flying around. Um, but why do they? Why are they like fog only Pteranodons? Why couldn't they just attack <laughs> regularly? <laughs> See, that's why that explanation doesn't make any sense, right? You would yeah, expect to see I them. Would think. And yeah, uh, yeah that's why the ending of The Lost World is so beautiful and my favorite thing ever. But like it also doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but um, and what happened to them and how come like, I don't know, how come all other Pteranodons are such a big problem? Like at the end of Jurassic Park 3, they make a big deal about the Pteranodons being out and that they're they're heading to the mainland. And then we learn through, uh, you know, uh, the Mizrani site, I think, had said that uh, Vic Hoskins and his crew tracked them down somewhere in the States and uh, took them out and took out the Pteranodons. So that's the official story there. Um, but as far as that beginning, like, it doesn't make any sense for it to be Pteranodons, right? Because we didn't see anything. And I love that you had just said, like, why are they only, like, fog Pteranodons or whatever? Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when even then, even if okay, even if they were fog tronons, let's just say, even if they were and they couldn't leave the fog, wouldn't they still attack the top instead of the boat? Because the boat was attacked, not the uh, paratrooper thing, whatever. It's the, yeah, the, the, the glider, the thing. Yeah, that wasn't attacked, and I feel like it was a flying dinosaur. <clears throat> they'd probably go after that and not something close to the water. So I guess it would have to be a water dinosaur, and this is about the Spinosaurus, so I guess maybe that would be alluding to a Spinosaurus water thing. Yeah, and they definitely make a big deal about the Spinosaurus in the water later on in the movie. So yeah, it is maybe an allusion to the fact that maybe that was the Spinosaurus, but you know we never got any kind of confirmation for real, like there was nothing in there. We just have to assume um, based off what that movie is specifically telling us that the Spinosaurus does go in water. So maybe it was that. I don't know. But that's our best guess. And that's what my uh, headcanon is, at least, Dave. You know, that's what I go with. I go with the fact that, um, you know, it was a Spinosaurus. And uh, Jack Ewins you sh- recently created a um, an awesome piece of art that showcases that moment with the Spinosaurus. So it is in no way any kind of canon or anything, but it's a fun piece of art that he created um, to kind of showcase head canon and something cool. So um, I think it looks beautiful. So definitely go check it out. Um, he's posted it on, I think, like Instagram and Twitter and stuff. So yeah, check it out. But yeah, why don't we move on? So um, what do we got here? Uh, actually, let me check my notes, make sure I'm not going out of order. Um, yeah, we got a website uh, contact form question here from jenny and uh this one says let's see message holiday greetings to you all from sweden oh hi my name is jenny and i'm a big fan of your podcast one of my favorite episodes is the game trail chaos and jurassic park with 2xl and aaron buyer um after i saw jurassic world fallen kingdom on in the cinemas i had one big concern and that was that the final movie will terminate all dinosaurs now running free on the mainland however i recently fantasized together my dream version of a third movie and that gives me hope for all the possibilities uh the movie crew has to do good or even a great movie so if i may love it or hate it this is the kind of fan fiction summary for the third movie um let's see uh, act one Owen and Claire assemble the remaining DPG team to track down the dinosaurs that escaped and are now all over the world, 
but main, uh, mostly on the mainland uh, U.S. grounds, so they can rescue the dinosaurs and ship them to a new island or to Isla Sorna. They have to rescue the dinosaurs before the U.S. government releases a new law that will allow the military to terminate all living dinosaurs on the U.S. land. This is the main focus of the movie, and it will give the viewers a sense of what a Jurassic World is. Act 2. To secure the well-being of the remaining dinosaurs, the DPG have to recruit an environmental specialist to check out and approve the island before Owen and Claire can ship the dinosaurs to their new home. And all the fans, uh, and to all the fans' great surprise, they have got one and only, got the one and only Ellie Sattler. Ellie's main objective is to prove the government, prove to the government that they should reverse all of Mizrani's laws and reinstall uh, reinstall the dinosaur protection laws that Hammond made after the incidents of the Lost World. Act three, Ellie Sattler is on Isla Sorna with some DPG members, and they have nothing to fear because, according to the DPG website, the island has no living dinosaurs left on it. But something has survived. The Velociraptors from the Lost World, and now uh, the group's only... uh, and the uh, oh sorry the group's only hope is that they can survive until Owen and Claire come with the dinosaurs with the ship SS Venture 2 uh lots of love to my JP family and a merry christmas um that's awesome that's a fun story yeah i know there's a lot of things i didn't really think about before there's so many ways they could go with this uh, you know so many I, ways. I assume i assume that will probably be a part of the story is whether it's Sorna or that island that was described by Mills or um, some a, a new island, I don't know, or some other sanctuary. But I assume there will be another story about getting dinosaurs to another place. Oh, I hope not. Do you think? Now, do you think <laughs> I have a question for you. Go ahead. Do you think the DPG is gone forever or do you think that's going to come back? Um. I think the DPG is gone. That's my you don't personal. Think we'll see thing. Zia ever again, or because they um, were together, they were all together at the end of the movie. Sort of. Um, I mean, like they didn't. I mean, I, I guess together as together as any other movie. Yeah. people are together. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because like the Lost World had like a big different ending where you know we only had the core, like the three people. Um, we lost, uh, a few of the others that were, you know, a main focus throughout the rest of the movie. Um, majority of the people ended up in Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park three, a majority of, um, Jurassic world, the majority. So, yeah, I mean, in this movie, we actually had that little ending where they, you know, were driving off. So that's, I don't know, but I think we're done with Zia and Franklin. Personally, I think that's what's probably going to happen. I think the DPG will be done um, because I don't know. I don't know if the world has any idea about the DPG's involvement. Do you think there is any idea from, you know, Congress or the Senate and stuff like that that was in Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom? Um, Do you think there's any idea of the mainstream media and stuff like that? Do Do they understand that the DPG went with Mills? Uh, crew to the island do you think that's the case i honestly don't know i don't know how big the dpg is with people i don't know if that was like a news covered thing if that was like a media campaign as it tried to do to promote the movie as like a viral campaign was it a viral campaign within that canon i 
I don't know. None I of that was answered. So. I, know. I, I think so. I think, you know, there was a little bit of a scene where the people were marching on Washington and stuff like that. So I would assume the world knew about the DPG for sure. Um, but as far as them going to the island, I think that might have been undercover and under wraps um, because, you know, the government had decided we're not going to intervene. Um, so I think this operation was under wraps, per se. Like, I don't think it was, like, approved. Um, so I don't think the DPG was like, you know what, we're going to be going off. So the government, I uh, just want to let you know uh, we're going to go to the island. Um, I don't think that's the case. So everything that happens after that, um, the DPG could still s- exist, I guess, if Owen and Claire are off scot-free. You know what I mean? And if that's what they want to do, like, do they still want to save the dinosaurs? And But then we're repeating beats. Yep, yep, so. yep. Because that's what we assumed at the end of Jurassic World. We're like, will Owen and Claire face some sort of, you know, uh, consequence for their actions? Um, and that, that's what we're asking right now is, is there any kind of consequence for the actions? No, right? probably not. But I think, I don't, yeah, I personally, I don't think anybody else knew that they were involved. Um, maybe word will get out via some of the people that were attending, but I don't think so um, because everybody was in the black market. Nobody's going to be talking um, about who was there. So I think um, the entire thing was probably under wraps, and the only reason people will know about whatever happened was that the dinosaurs are now out, and they have to figure out where they came from, and, and they'll figure it out. But I don't think they'll understand that. Owen and Claire were involved, so maybe the DPG could still exist in its own right. Do we want it to, though? I no. don't know. No, I don't think so. No. I don't want to. Uh-uh. And, it, and especially with, like, the the recent, um, I don't know if you saw, but that um, uh, there was, like, a lawsuit or something with, like, what was it Save the Dinos? Oh, yeah, I did the phrase, I think? Um, whatever the phrase was, I think that was it, but... Um, I don't okay, know. Maybe that would be it for the DPG if, if that's How can the case. You copyright save the dinos. Like that's not even. <laughs> can you can people just like copyright words now that don't really have any like save the dinos? I use that like people use that phrase all the time. People put that on shirts all the time. It's just a yeah, thing. How can you possibly say you are the first person to pay for the rights to own that phrase? How? I don't know how that all works. I have no idea. It seems bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely does. It feels weird, but, but it's I. Not it's not anything unique. It's legit. just a phrase that is used all the time. I have yeah. other shirts that say that on them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But they, uh, they, they did it. You know, it's a thing. So, it, and and it does that preclude them from from continuing to use the DPG? I don't know if that you know works hand in hand or not. But I would just assume that the DPG is done and. Um, I would think, to be honest, that Claire and Owen would want to be in the shadows. You know, I think they would want to get off the grid only because of Maisie. And they wouldn't want people to track her down and to know that she's out there and she's a thing. But I don't know. Maybe maybe they're blending in in some neighborhood. You know, that would be fun. Just have yeah. them blending in and then somebody comes knocking on their door. Um, and, and it's, and it's Ellie that. Sattler. <laughs> I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. I could see that now. Oh, I could see that too. Happen. I could really see that. And honestly, it would, it would be Jurassic Park three, you know, okay, cause, wait, 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 cause that's wait. what happened in Jurassic Park three was Ellie Sattler was at home with her family yeah. doing things right. And th- imagine if that's what happened here is Owen and Claire are oh. doing things right They're Maybe they changed their names. Maybe they did something different, but they're, they're living, 
um, you know, trying to stay off the grid, but living normal lives. I think that could be the best case scenario. Yeah, I agree with you. And then like one of the original Jurassic Park people to come and recruit them. Oh my gosh. But why? Why would Ellie Sattler want them? Well, maybe, maybe not, but, but hear me out. We're figuring this movie out right now. This is what's happening. So I I talked about how I don't like to do this, but I'm doing it. So, (laughs) so here's what happens. So instead of, of uh, a twist where like, oh, Mills is such a nice guy. Oh my God, he's a monster. Who comes knocking on the door? But Dr. Wu, I need your help. Oh. I need your help. I that's need, not I as need... exciting to me. Oh, it's not? Oh my God, as that's Ellie. very exciting to me. Well, yeah, I mean, Ellie would be very exciting, but maybe they need to track her down too. But I, I think that would be exciting to be, be working with a partial villain. You know, that could be interesting for them. You know, I need your help. And no, we're, we're out. We're done. You know, we want nothing to do with this. And then he's like, well, I can expose you. I can tell the world okay. about her. And you're like, oh, God, I have no choice but to come and help. You know, he's kind of blackmailing okay. them to actually helping. Otherwise, they'll ex- he'll expose Maisie. I like that. Yeah, that like sounded really bad, but that's not what I meant, you know. Yeah. Um, so I didn't go on. there until you just went moving there. on. Yeah. But. But I like the blackmail idea. I do. I always do. Um, I like that balance of power, and I like using when people use power, subtle power, to overpower someone else. I really like that a lot, and so I like that idea. But I don't know. Would Wu like really need them for something? This is where my problem of where do they fit, other than having Maisie. They well, don't fit with the dinosaurs anymore. They don't own any other than Owen and Blue, but they don't really own them and they don't have any power over them and they're nobodies now, really. Yeah, and that's why I think that's the uh, a great way to pull them back in. Is is people um say for instance, maybe Dr. Wu was um at a facility under uh, against his will. You know, he didn't want to be there, but they're forcing him to be there um to create something. And he escapes or he gets out or he's on the run and people are tracking him down and he needs a place to hide and lay low and to get away. And they're the only people he can find or something like that. I don't know. That could be interesting if they did it the right way. Um, I'd be down for that. I think that would be fun. Like uh, like Dr. Wu in the guest room. (laughs) I do like the way you're going. I do like that idea of anyone, literally, if it's him or someone from Jurassic Parker, anybody like that coming to them when they're living just a regular life. That would be really interesting. I mean, I, I can see that. I really could. Yeah. I, I can see that. I want that. That's now. what I want now. Oh man. Oh, that, that might have to be fan fiction, but, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe it's the only route that's possible. Maybe me and Colin are, are on the same wavelength. Wavelength? No, we're not because I can't say wavelength. <laughs> I still so. like, it's still in the back of my head what we talked about last month, I think how you think um, I remember that I, <laughs> I'll, I'll refresh. <laughs> it was, it was the idea that, um, of, ha- of gathering the dinosaurs, not having an Island for them and kind of building a Jurassic park zoo type thing on the mainland just to kind of contain them and bring in Claire to manage that. Since she has experience with that and these animals, did have trainers they've all had trainers at one point maybe their trainers are still around and they can kind of pull them back in and these have been trained animals in the past the only rogue one um rogue one the yeah. only one that went rogue was have, has are, are dead like the, the 
the ones that are rogue or dead. So the ones that are terrorizing, I guess, the the U.S. or whatever, um, are trained. They have been trained. They had trainers at some point, and they operated fine in constraints like that. So I think our point was to if they rebuild a park like that, you, I think we mentioned like the old San Diego site or something like that, and then they they figure that's the only uh, humane way to have them okay if there's not another island and then they bring in claire to manage that and i don't want to see it the same thing oh they escape like i hope that they do that and then that is successful and then but the focus is on the um like the research and the the mean people who have like the samples and stuff so that would be cool half half seas to have Mm -hmm. that whole park operating fine claire's part of that but then they have um the villainy side isn't the dinosaurs escaping it's the technology side yeah my only problem with any story that revolves around collecting the dinosaurs and putting them in a place um, is the fact that there is no conclusion to that story and maybe that just means we won't ever get any more movies and this is just the end of the story or maybe they'll continue but like once you put them back in the box there's the the possibility and the chance that Somebody will want to take advantage of it and somebody will break them out. Somebody will steal the dinosaurs. Somebody will sabotage. Somebody will do something, you know, even if it's a sanctuary, even if it's an island, somebody will try to take them off. Somebody will do something. But they didn't. We it... have to remember that they operated in Jurassic World for a long time. But how How many times How many times can they be like, this time <laughs> it'll be flawless? <laughs> like It was though. Like if they don't change anything, was... if they just... Maybe? Listen, no, no, listen. If they if they put them in like a retirement home, like they don't try to build new dinosaurs. The problem was they built new dinosaurs and that they built hybrids to make it more yeah. impressive. But if they literally just put these dinosaurs in a retirement home setting and don't like experiment on anything and just let them have a natural life and then die, not like a preserve or a nature preserve, and just die naturally, that's not an issue anymore. It's the people who have the research and stuff, and that's going to be the issue anyway forward but i think yeah. that's how they can kind of solve the dinosaur side the live ones anyway. i guess i mean i still no matter what if it's a, a zoo a nature preserve or whatever a park anything i just still feel like people will take advantage of it and and do something bad um and then and then but you're right you just brought up a good point um the information is out there the knowledge is there so once that knowledge is there and people stop caring about the laws and all that stuff um that you know Jenny brought up here about the laws specifically um that that is an interesting point like what do you do like when everybody has the knowledge to do this um you can't take that box you can't you can't put it back in the box right um so I don't know like what is a conclusion if this is a conclusion which we don't know but if it is how is there possibly a conclusion to any story well I, honestly I don't know I think this time the vil- I, I would like to see it would be refreshing to see the dinosaurs not be the villain and they never to me anyway they're never really the villain anyway because Jurassic has always been human error and and human greed and stuff like that but visually people see it as a monster movie so they think the dinosaurs are the villain so in this case if literally the dinosaurs are on a retirement home nature preserve they're not the villain it's the people with the research that's the villain and I really think that would be a refreshing display i mean to have those dinosaurs that um were in jurassic world and and perfectly fine not causing havoc just living their lives and not 
not being the villain because the dinosaurs are always looked at that way. And mm-hmm. and this time, um, it would be the people with the research being the villain. I think that's a good way to go. Now, how do you end it? I don't know. I don't know how you can end something like that. Like you said, it's out of the box and it never will be contained. The dinosaurs can be contained. The data cannot be. So I don't, I don't know how you end that. Yeah. The only way you end it is by ending the humans. <laughs> that's the only way, right? Like that's the only way to potentially fully end any kind of progression. I, mean, I think Ellie said it best and she said, the power is out now. So <laughs> you can't put it back and then Mills yeah. finished it with you can't put it back in the box so ellie yeah. was right this whole time yeah the power is out it's now out. it's mm-hmm. out yeah and then she also yeah. said women will inherit the earth so Maybe. is that the end of this franchise <laughs> i don't know i don't know i don't know that's weird maybe uh, that means claire <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i just don't know like i don't know how you ever end anything that yeah, I, I don't know. is unendable like it, you just can't end the fact that the knowledge is out there i mean the technology certainly will have to be produced over time and they'll have to figure it out. But it, people will figure it out. You know, that's Okay, the here's thing. the thing. Here's the thing. We have nuclear bombs and like nuclear technology for nuclear war. There's not – nuclear war is not going on just because we have the power. Yeah. It's manageable and people have not just laws and rules because people go against that. But for some reason, there's some kind of – something going on that they're not just nuclear bombs flying around and you could say oh well they're expensive well dinosaurs are expensive too and there aren't millionaires just throwing nuclear bombs around because they want to so i don't if you compare it like that i don't think that it doesn't make sense that that people would just be throwing random dinosaurs like around like nuclear bombs you know that's a very good point very very good uh thought process there i don't know i mean how do you get people in line because I think at this point, the stage that we're at right now, um, the world is just trying to obtain the nuclear bombs, right? They're, they're just trying yeah. to get them. Um, and kind of understand wanna, them. Yeah. Whether they want to use them or not, or just use them as like a, a, you know, a pawn in their game, like just to say like, we have this, Hey, back off. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's where it's coming to. And then, I don't know. Maybe there is a an agreement, a worldwide agreement. I don't know. Yeah, because if you think about it, um, I don't think we're we're giving humans enough credit at this point. Because if we look in our own world, we do have things that are as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than dinosaurs, and we're okay with that yeah. kind of information technology out there. So, I I gotta believe that it there'll be a way to it it, it be okay in there somehow. Yeah, I guess the only um. Yeah, I don't know. It is an interesting comparison, nuclear bombs versus, or any kind of weapons versus Mm -hmm. dinosaurs, and not, you know, in battle and all that stuff, but, like, how are they different, the two of those things? Um, I I don't know. I mean, weapons are out and and free at this moment, like, to obtain, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that would just be the case where we deal with dinosaur attacks and dinosaur... Uh, dinosaurs being used in in certain scenarios and stuff like that. I think that's maybe just the world. The world will continue on, and it will always be an issue. But will they decide to control it? Probably not. That seems to be the way life is. Nobody will ever decide to actually control it. Yeah. It'll just be a thing the, that exists. 
for the greater good of the world and continuation of humanity, which I think 99.9% of the planet wants that to happen, um, I think dinosaur creation will go the way of dangerous moms. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I think um, that's I, I said the, the ending. Yeah. There you go. How it ends. Yeah, boom. That was the ending. Good job. That was the end. Uh, so that was that was great. Uh, thank you, Jenny, for uh, probably our, our like most thought provoking <laughs> conversation yet. And I don't think yeah, I had it had anything new, to do too. with it your new story. I love the story though that she created. That was that was perfect. And uh, I think it, we kind of touched on a lot of this stuff. I think the rules and the laws are an interesting point of that story. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that maybe that's the point where we get to. I want to see SS Venture too though. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move over here to a voicemail uh, from a fellow contributor, Tall. So um, let's see. Where is it? Here it is. Yo, yo. What's up, up Brad and Jennifer? Uh, I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. I think it's the first time I've ever called <laughs> a test. Um, this is your boy, Tall, also known as the Traveling Clat and the host of the no, Guess Your Dino uh, segment on the on the podcast, the game show. Yes. Um, I just wanted to quickly put in a little question for the mailbag. Hopefully, I get in for this month. Um, I just saw a little notification on Instagram that you guys were doing it. Uh, so I I actually wanted to hear you guys talk about this. Um, I always like to delve into more scientific aspects of the prehistoric and dinosaur world. And um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who Jack Horner is. I'm sure you are, and his work um, when it mm-hmm. comes to remodifying the genes of a chicken to create a dinosaur um, and to kind of hack into what makes a chicken a uh, non-avian dinosaur or an avian dinosaur, sorry. Uh, so what do you guys think are the ramifications of that in the future? Um, how do you guys feel about a potential future, I mean, in the near future, of having um, bird-like dinosaur hybrids amongst people um, and then a potential for a future real Jurassic Park um, maybe not on the scale with the amount of species that were in the original Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, but how would you guys feel about something like that into life? Because as a Jurassic Park fan, um, obviously the child in you always said, yes, I want to see dinosaurs, but the realistic side, maybe the Ian Malcolm that's inside you says, hold on, <laughs> let's look at this from a real perspective. So I'd be interested to hear both your perspectives. Um, what I love about your segment that you guys do is that there's a difference of opinion usually between Brad and Jennifer, and uh, I love to see the way your trains of thought go. So, yeah, interested to hear that, that about all that. You guys are fantastic. I love the podcast. Love being a part of it. Love the show. Love the two. You guys are great. And we'll see you in the next one. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. That was awesome. Aw, that was good. I Oh, I love this. Okay, so the thread here is that people like when we – like have a thought and then yeah. we both have different opinions on it like have different perspectives this I is a cool so. way to go yeah yeah let's disagree more come on i want to pet a dinosaur you want hate dinosaurs okay so that... where are you going on this thought then let's <laughs> see if we're on the same page or not well that's what i'm saying i want to pet a dinosaur oh i want it to that be was real. your answer <laughs> I, that's my answer yeah i'm not joking i want to oh, pet a dinosaur okay. so please give well, me one even if it is a chickenosaurus i want to pet it <sighs> Okay, here's my thing. I want dinosaurs, but I don't like the idea of mutilating animals and um, well, yeah, creating yeah. <laughs> hybrids and trying to reverse, uh, what's it called, um, like transformation of chicken. I, I don't mind the 
like the way that Jurassic Park did it with the mosquito and then putting in other pieces of DNA to create something, but modifying anything that already exists or trying to change his DNA, that I don't like. Like I don't like when they made different corn because that was a thing. Like with yeah. food, the modification of corn and all of that. I'm so against that. I don't. I'm, I'm a natural food eater. I don't even like processed food. So that was. I didn't like that. Um, so I like the idea of dinosaurs, but I do not like the idea of achieving it by changing chickens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very valid point. Um, I wouldn't want that either. You know, I, I would want something just created from scratch, I guess. But um, I don't know how possible that is. <laughs> I don't know how possible that ever will be. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that is that is tough because. I mean, look at the Indominus Rex, for instance, like um, compared to that, because that thing did not ask to be created. And it, it was a monster to everybody that it, it came into contact with, but only because it had no choice um, in the matter. It was created a monster on purpose. And um, that's the thing is like everybody will just want to to kill it or, or to, to poke it and just to find out why it is the way it is. And that's what's scary about doing anything um, with real animals and, and experimenting in that sense. I don't I don't want that. I don't want something to become an experiment. You know, that's I just want it to be a real living and breathing well, thing. Even if you created a dinosaur from scratch, it still might it is, act yeah. like a mean yeah. hybrid, even if it's not like oh, you can't yeah. really control that. It could just be a terrifying dinosaur. Yeah, yeah but, it could just but as be far as like. Yeah, just being a rabid creature that you that shouldn't exist is is something that I don't want to see. Like I don't want to see a partial, like a, a chicken. I don't know. It's hard to say because a chicken with with this attribute or that attribute. Like if you look at like an ostrich right now, I look at that and I'm like, that's a dinosaur. Like such a weird if you, animal. If you like take, ostriches are so yeah. strange. Do you ever just sit back at a zoo and just watch an yeah. ostrich? It's, they're the weirdest thing. I am so weirdest. freaked out at ostrich, emus, any of those things. Like they all just look like dinosaurs. And if you stare at their feet and so their legs, weird. that's they're a dinosaur. So weird. Yeah. The way their knees bend and the way that their neck, like it doesn't even like it bends, but it moves too. It's the strangest thing. Yeah, every time you look at like an, an ostrich, it wants to kill you. Like I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> what they want to do. And that's imagine a dinosaur like that's, that didn't ask to be created. Like that that sounds very scary. And but like ethics aside, like uh, which you can't do. That's not possible. But um, I, I if there was a park, if there was a thing out there, I would be like. First in line, of course, you know, I, I would love to to visit something like that and to see it if everything was done correctly. But that's probably not ever going to be the case because we don't do things correctly here the way we have everything now. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally go as well. It would just be how how they create it. And I, I couldn't go to a park that created a dinosaur ish from reversing a chicken and like hurting chickens and like affecting the chicken evolution like i couldn't do that i'd feel no, bad no i feel bad about all animals all the time so it's yeah. like yeah it's tough yeah i don't know I but mean, if they could do it jurassic park way sure that yeah. i have no problem bring out the not, mosquitoes who cares about mosquitoes keep I mean, stabbing them it's fine it's fine. Yeah. They're already dead. It's fine. Yeah. Just take their stuff and add other people, other things to the ending. That's fine. You're not mutilating something or turning into something it's not. That's like 
a weird horror movie thing happening. Yeah, I don't want them to like take a, a chicken and then inject it and then it turns into like Hulk chicken and it just like <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I don't want that. Like that no sounds Hulk scary. Chicken. No, no Hulk no chickens. Hulk. Yeah. So somebody make a shirt and just put like a, a Hulk chicken. Just make it somehow, make it, and then put the no sign, like the Ghostbusters sign, <laughs> around it. You know, I ain't afraid. Someone's of no gonna Hulk send chickens. that to you now. You're gonna see that in your mailbox. Please, I. This is what I live for: is you guys creating what we what we talk about here. No Hulk chickens. Better make that a meme. <laughs> it's like it's like no no processed corn, like no processed and no Hulk chicken. Yeah. Yeah, don't try test out your soaps on animals and stuff like that, your shampoos and no Hulk chickens. There you go. Yeah. Part of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so thank you Tal. That's uh I'm I'm glad to have you here on the podcast. Um especially, you know, the guest that dino segment is awesome. We have um uh, I don't know what, what episode we're on. I know I have one in, in the backlog, so um, it'll be out there soon if it hasn't already. I don't, I don't think it has, but um, we'll see. But it is, it is an awesome segment full of a ton of information and knowledge, and you really work through it. So I'm, I'm super happy to have you here on the podcast. You're a great dude. So, yeah, I look forward to having you even more. But uh, let's move on here. We have another voicemail here from Corey. Let's take a listen. Hey everybody, Corey here. Uh, first off, happy holidays. Uh, I know by the time this airs, Thanksgiving has probably already come and gone. So uh, but good. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you have I a did. great rest of the holiday season. Uh, my question this month, I think, is a little bit of a softball. I know you get some hard ones sometimes, so I'll try to keep this one pretty easy for you. And my question is this. If you had to fit Jurassic Park into a holiday, which one would it be and why? Uh, so for me, Jurassic Park has always been my Thanksgiving movie. Um, I can't tell you why other than it's just been a tradition in my family going back, honestly, as long as I can remember, uh, to all sit down after eating dinner and watch Jurassic Park. I can remember watching it just as a small child and just being scared out of my mind. I couldn't even watch the Muldoon death scene, and now it's honestly one of the one of my favorite parts of the movie. So what do you guys think? Uh, would you fit in any other holiday? Uh, let me know what you think and why, and... Um, Keep up the good work and hope you all have a great rest of the year. Bye, guys. <laughs> thanks, dude. Oh. That was great. I love that. Um, Thanksgiving for you. So that's what he uh, he's he's yeah. choosing there. So Thanksgiving. It, I, I, I kind of agree. I think it's a great Thanksgiving movie. Um, actually, uh, I don't know if it's like the last one or the last two. I think we've had on Jurassic World at some point. But we've also had on like Star Wars. I think like – when you're with family and, and stuff like that, they always like whatever TV station is on, um, the bigger stations always play like these big tentpole movies. They always have like a there's always a Star Wars, there's always a Jurassic, there's always those movies on uh, during holidays. So I think that's why they become so synonymous with it. Uh, but yeah, I think I definitely watch Jurassic World at least. Um, but it it could be also a Christmas movie too because of the Christmas song in the movie. That is such an interesting question that I've never thought of before. And I actually had to go through each holiday and judge my feels of where my feels lead me to. And yeah. I can't, I can't, I see Thanksgiving. I see your point, but I can't say Thanksgiving personally because it's totally the Macy's parade, the dog show, um, football. I, I can't, I can't say you that time for, uh, for yeah. Thanksgiving for me. <laughs> but you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say New Year's. I'm going to okay. say New Year's. New Year's Day. I feel like New Year's Day in Jurassic Park makes sense for some reason to me. I mean, Halloween, I could see it. 
it's a, like a scary movie, but not really. Um, Labor Day, not really. Memorial Day, no. <laughs> Easter, no. I think um, we so, need it to be Labor Day from now on. <laughs> Fourth of July, not really. It's too hot outside for that movie. I'm I'm gonna go with I I think New Year's. I am definitely feeling the New Year, not New Year's Eve. No, don't confuse that. New Year's Day is okay. a very drastic day from I think for me. That's fair. I want to go back to your point about it being too hot for Jurassic, um, because <laughs> yeah. it is 100% a hot movie. Like it's, I know, it's in a jungle, it's too much. always it's too much. You don't want to. You don't want both. You're you're getting hurt with the double <laughs> dose of hotness. Yeah, it's just like you're seeing them sweat on camera. You're sweating. It's like, uh, it's just too much. And, you know, the sun's out longer. And that's another thing. I don't like sitting and watching a movie when the sun's out or, like, at mid-evening when it's a bright day and you just – if you finish dinner and it's still sunny to, like, 9 p.m., it's not (laughs) good. It's not me to watch. This way in New Year's, like, the days are shorter and it's cold outside and – it's a new year. You want to start a new year with Jurassic and it's not attached to um, like the Macy's parade or, or Christmas movies or um, Memorial day <laughs> or Labor yeah. day. Like it's not attached to anything and it's not too hot and too bright outside. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I find it interesting because like I think AMC in the past, maybe a few years or so, um, try to market it as like a Halloween slasher and they'll put yeah. like they'll put like their scary trailers on like saying like Jurassic Park one two and three on AMC this Halloween and, and you're like yeah, okay you're right. and they'll mix it in with like ha- the Halloween franchise and like scream and, and all that stuff like so I don't know um, I don't necessarily see it as a Halloween movie even though I I do love doing like producing the Halloween episodes here. Um, I think those are some of the most fun that I have, like doing this podcast, but as far as like watching goes, I don't really connect the two dots there. Um, but I'm, I'm firmly on board with Thanksgiving. I think that's a great holiday for it. I'm not into football, so that doesn't consume me. I do like watching the dog show and the parade and stuff like that in the morning. Um, but, um, as far as like putting something on that's mindless in the background, uh, mindless, I say mindless, but We've talked about it for hours and hours and hours, um, but um, you know what I mean. But and and Christmas too. I think it could work around that time, especially because uh, I do see Jurassic World as a Christmas movie for just literally that one moment where they yeah I could they see talk that. about that and it's so funny because um, on a recent episode of the Jurassic Wire, me and Aaron actually talked about like this specific thing, like uh, what would Jurassic World do as a theme park, and this might be an interesting question for you. Um, I don't think we, did we talk about this already? Um, no, but I think I know where you're going and it's yeah, really interesting. Like Jurassic are. world as a theme park. Like we, we discussed what it would do for Halloween. Like, would it have oh, scare houses? Cool. Would it, um, would it, what would it do for Halloween? And therefore, I guess, what would it do for other holidays too? Like, like Disney the, does. Yeah, oh, exactly. And universal. Because, oh my gosh. Because really the interesting thing point. in Jurassic World, it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. They're playing the Christmas music in the airport, but then they go to the park and it's completely void of decorations. I should have been. Okay. See, so, you know, that would have been, that makes sense. That would have been so good, but then it would have felt weird. It would have been a full on Christmas movie. Then. I would have hated right, it. Should, it should have uh, Christmas decorations around like Main Street should have wreaths and garland and stuff around it you're very very right yeah i'm so glad it doesn't though i'm so glad it doesn't because that would 
pigeonhole it and right. you know it wouldn't be accessible for other holidays and stuff and then other times of the year like i don't i honestly don't really like christmas songs in movies unless it's like 100 percent a christmas movie um because i've talked about this before but like mm-hmm. um iron man 3 has like a, a jingle i don't know jingle bells or some song in there and i'm like oh i hate that moment but for some reason it's it, i tolerate it okay in jurassic world but um I don't know. As far as the theme park goes, what would you expect out of a real life Jurassic World, though? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess for Christmas, I, like I said, just just how Disney decorates their Main Street, I guess that would be it for Christmas. I don't think we can have anything else beyond that for Christmas. Um, but now I'm thinking like the Osborne lights in my head on Main Street, but that's not. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, they need a new just, home. I mean, come on. I know they could totally go there, <laughs> but um. I guess for Halloween, I mean, you know, you could do a Halloween Horror Nights kind of deal with the houses and maybe do some shows in the dark, but you can't scare the animals, though, because then you walk up, like, what does SeaWorld do for, I know they do Christmas stuff. Do they do Halloween stuff? Um, They do, like, trick-or-treating, but I don't think they do much more than that. Okay, that makes sense. You could do trick-or-treating through Jurassic World, like, go to each attraction, each dinosaur has its own treat station. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think that would be perfect. Like if you did little hay hay mazes or something like that, it would work. Corn maze or something. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, I think. And some oh wait, people, wait, wait. Go ahead. What if they had like scare houses, but with animatronic dinosaurs? Like they have the River Adventure or something See, that's, at Universal. So you have yeah. the real thing, but then you have the animatronic toy things in like the scare houses. That's what I was just going to say. Uh, some people were were bringing that up after the episode aired and uh, I think we even talked about it. But like I think that Jurassic World would not want to jeopardize the um, safe feeling of their guests um, in that sense. They want their guests to feel safe around these dinosaurs, not terrify them that they could be loose, right? Isn't that what they would want? Um- I think it sounds good on paper and in theory, but look how popular Halloween Horror Nights is. And people yeah. know the difference between real and fake. And they know they go to Halloween Horror Nights and get scared in the houses. And they know that um, people aren't going to be killing them. On They're not in danger. I don't know. Some of those people were going like, crazy. Some of those people <laughs> well, were like screaming their heads off. And I'm like, this is not scary whatsoever. But I had I had fun. But like. I don't know. I yeah. think I think if they were to do houses, I think they should they should neglect the dinosaurs and, and not do anything dinosaur related. Just do some scary houses like regular zombies, vampires, mm. stuff like that. But I don't think you should do like a dinosaur scare house because you're jeopardizing the safety of the guests by thinking it, things are I out of know. control. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know because people like they know it's not real. And yeah, it's putting ideas in their head, but I'm sure everyone in the world had those ideas but do you, approaching. Would you, would you go to Animal Kingdom and expect uh, a scare house with a rhinoceros that stabs through uh, yeah. you or actually, elephant yeah. that jumps on you? Like, you would? Actually, yeah. Oh, I actually no. think that's a good idea. I feel like it's I in like, such bad taste. <laughs> I think it's funny. I, I, it's a play on themselves because, I mean, their rhinos are, are very secure. And uh, yeah, they're dangerous just like dinosaurs are big animals, elephants too, so. Uh, lions all of that and yeah they have them for real and then you could it's like kind of just playing with them a little bit like playing with their their what is it they're taking a pun at themselves or something yeah. by also having um 
that kind of thing. I'm trying to remember. I feel like this was done somewhere where they kind of took a little stab at themselves. Was it Universal? Someone took something that they had in the park. Might have been even a local park. Did something they had and then like did that. And they made it a dangerous version or like a they did exactly what we're saying. But in some context, I can't remember exactly what it was. But um, that's popular. Like, you know who does it? Like, um, farms do it. Farmer, like farms for farms Halloween. Farms definitely do, yeah. They do that. Like, they have, they like, have the to... chainsaws and the, the yeah. scary farmers, like zombie farmers, or, or just, like, you know, dudes with, like, a sickle that are just, or, like, like dangerous running Dangerous tractor you. machines flying oh, yeah. around. And they just – it's true. It's like a oh, – I can't think of the word. But – um. It, it's. I think that that's a normal thing, and I think people like that sort of thing because yeah, they know they're in a safe environment in those scary houses. Deep down, they know that they're fine, but it's a fun play on the theme that they have going. So I, I think a fun, a scary rhinoceros attacking you in a scare house and looking them would be fine. I really do. That's interesting. I yeah. I don't know. I I wouldn't want that. I would just want to. I mean, like I would be safe. I would know I'm okay, but. I don't know. Maybe some people would get a little bit too freaked out, but you're fine with it. So I am. I, it would be interesting Weird, huh? for Christmas. I don't. I don't know what they would do really. Um, I mean, they would. They could have holiday shows and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they can make sure. it snow on Main Street like Disney. That would be does. amazing. Please do that. I think. I think Jurassic World needs parades. Um, I think that's oh, yeah. something. You know, they could do um, happy versions of dinosaurs, like pu- you know, animatronic puppets that are walking through. No, do they have mascots and costume characters? Not that I've I've ever seen, but I would I would, ex- I would expect them to. Yeah, yeah. Like a goofy, not a Barney esque, but like something goofy looking. Not not goofy as in Disney, but like a goofy looking dinosaur. But, you know, I was thinking like Arlo style. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would be perfect. Just like an up, upright Arlo. Yes. You know you know how Disney does their parades with the reindeer and they're like upright uh-huh. reindeer? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like that. Perfect. That would be perfect. Yeah. And then you have the little autograph station with them. That would be fantastic. And I think they should do that in their parades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. And then, and then the snow on Main Street would be awesome. I, I was thinking like you can't really do fireworks at that park at all. No. It would be too scary no. for the animals to uh, – too much of a risk. But same with Animal Kingdom, they could do water shows on their oh, lagoon yeah. that does not oh, have a mosasaurus in it. That, oh, yeah, that would be – yeah, that's true. The mosasaurus is there, but maybe there's a section where it's, yeah, you know, quarantined they off. They'd have to section him off and do like a world of color. That would be amazing. It would. That would be amazing. And then they have the um, the Pteranodon Theater, X, uh, uh, IMAX Theater. They could, you know, have a holiday show in there too. Um, but yeah, and, and uh, other holidays usually are not as big, uh, decorations wise. Like what does Disney do? They don't, they do a little bit, I think for Easter. Um, do they, do they? I do don't they know. put like extra flags of, up for 4th of July? Maybe, maybe, I don't, know. I don't know, but they don't do a ton outside of that. Right. It's just the major ones. Yeah. It's Halloween just those two. Yeah. Hmm. That would be really interesting. 
And I don't know why if Jurassic World wasn't already doing that, they should be. They could be charging an extra hundred dollars for four hours at night like Disney does. I know. That's what yeah, I was talking about that as well. It's like it would would it be an upcharge to an already super expensive like vacation? It's not like Disney's expensive, but like it's it. not Jurassic World expensive. We don't know how much Jurassic World is though. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not further than Disney prices. It's been oh, offering it has for a long to be. time. It has. It's on an island at all, you know, like very far south and like it has to be. The assets there are way more expensive than it's a small world, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would think okay, so. Okay, so no, I'm like here thinking, what would they call their after party? Because what you have Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. So what would Jurassic World th- call their Christmas party? I think I settled on like Nublar Nightmares or something like that. Like, Oh, okay. <laughs> as we're thinking, it's like silent as we're yeah. thinking. Oh, what are some other? <laughs> um, what's the one that, like the, the night before Christmas or something? It could be, um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I had a thought about. Something. So you got Mickey's oh, no. Mickey's not so scary, uh, and then you have Mickey's very merry Christmas party. Um, yeah. So you could just do something simple, I guess, along those terms. It wouldn't have to be like a buzzword, like horror nights or something like that. Um, it could just be, you know, maybe I think that Arlo, that upright Arlo. Um, so it could be like, oh my gosh, Jurassic World. You wear a scarf for Christmas. <laughs> Jurassic World's upright Arlo's very merry Christmas <laughs> upright, party. <laughs> he needs a Not mascot name. Upright he needs a Arlo. name. <laughs> he has to be upright. He does, yeah. There's no other way to describe him. <laughs> Arlo's very merry Christmas party. But then you'd get no like paleontologists that would come in and be like, you know, dinosaurs don't stand that way. So uh, let's change it. Let's get them down on all fours. There aren't giant mice running around either, so. <laughs> we hope. We really hope that there's not giant mice running around. I hope. Uh, that would be a bad thing. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, is that That's completely that's not even okay. the question that Corey asked, but oh, well. <laughs> we went on a tangent there. But, uh, wow. It, you know, I like I like Thanksgiving and Christmas for, <laughs> for watching Jurassic oh, World. A- <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. slightly off the rails. Not too bad. That was a really good topic, though. Something I've never thought of before. Yeah, that that got us thinking. I, I created like a nice little promo image of like Halloween decorations and fall decorations, like an in-world advertisement for for Halloween there. So um, I thought that was fun, like thinking about what that place would do realistically. And it, it's kind of a letdown to know that they didn't do anything. You know? Yeah, I mean, if they're if they're looking for money and costs with this Indominus, they could have just charged extra for evening parties. Yeah, Disney does it all the time. Do a dessert and, party, do a, a a water show party, charge everyone twice. Disney's very good at this. And whose failure is that? I'm gonna put it on Claire. Claire, <laughs> what are you doing? Claire, come what on. Is- Disney is the perfect model. What are you I doing? Know. Or Universal even? <laughs> does Universal yeah. exist? In a world where Jurassic World exists, because you're, that's a you're good paradoxing. question. Because, you're paradoxing. Well, we, know, we know Disney exists because John Hammond said, you know, when he built Disneyland, right. so uh, and and all that. So does Universal exist? Because Universal made Jurassic, so it's like eh, I don't know. Maybe okay. just Disney exists. 
even so, Claire is the operations manager, not the show manager. Okay, all right. So, so who, who I feel is the show like manager? who is that? <laughs> they they exist. So um, there's a big name for them. But in Jurassic World, who was it? We saw all oh, the major players. I don't players. know. We don't she know. Was, she was off that day. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. They didn't go into that because there wasn't show like we didn't the show people weren't in charge of the actual operations which we saw yeah it was courtney james clark and her oh. her her character <laughs> yeah. she just like Maybe. she's behind the scenes but also was like i really love the mosasaurus so i'm gonna do that show i'm gonna be the person who actually announces it and figures out how it runs yeah because they have to have like a creative team and i don't think claire's part of the creative team she's just the management business part who manages the creative team you know what says we, if they could do what they want to do we should be the creative team let's figure it out for like a full year's worth of events <laughs> we'll, we'll create the oh Jurassic gosh, world yeah. uh full attraction calendar uh what the pricing is the pricing model and everything I, i'm down to do that i totally. love theme parks so let's figure oh out the gosh. full itinerary what what um arts festivals they're gonna have what uh gosh, food so festivals i'm dying oh. that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yes so much, yes. I'm oh my down. god! Wait, 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 wait! You know how they have dine with Imagineer at Disney? They could do dine with a paleontologist or oh dine god. with a lab, whatever they call their scientists. That would be amazing, and yeah. Oh my god, you'd have to do that, and then yeah, maybe like Claire would be like, "I'm too busy. I can't. I can't do this. Can we go somewhere else? Can we hurry it up? Dine Can we with, eat real quick? I know. <laughs> you couldn't dine with her, but oh." What if what if they did um, Animal Kingdom Lodge, but with um, like herbivores? Do it, yeah. And then you can like eat on a balcony, or like there's like just yeah, nighttime viewing from a balcony. That would be awesome. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yes. I I feel like everybody gets the chance to drink with Owen. Like they they just go to the bar. <laughs> he's there. Like. What, you know, that's just the case. Like, it, they don't have to pay extra. He's just there. He's just there. In his board shorts and his, like, nice that's shirt. That's true. <laughs> totally true. And and everybody thinks he's, like, a guest. Like, oh, you know, where are you from? And he's, he's like, here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you mean? <laughs> I work here. Like, you don't look like you work here. You, you're super drunk right now. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just a dinosaur handler. I don't – I train him. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I don't trust this place anymore. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yes to all of this. All of it. Let's make it happen. Yes. We need the dinosaur calendar so so we know what's yes. going on in the park with Upright Arlo. Where can we meet Upright Arlo? Where is his meet and greet spot? Yes, his meet and greet. What you old attraction? character meal. <laughs> what old attraction are we taking away because they need to put in an Upright Arlo character meet, <laughs> meet and greet? Right. It's like, let's get rid of the T-Rex paddock. Here's upright Arlo. <laughs> I love the fact that probably nobody knows who Arlo is in general. <laughs> and, and we're just going on and on about upright Arlo. I didn't think of that. I hope they do. I hope they Google. <laughs> well, they're missing out if they don't know who Arlo oh is. I love Arlo. I think he's fantastic. He's so cute. Yes. Should, they, should totally, they would totally take out the T-Rex and put Arlo. Put a meet <laughs> and greet. And then all if the fanboys online would be like, you know, this isn't the way John Hammond would have run the park. <laughs> You're so right. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. I'm John Hammond so said it wasn't a museum. Actually, you know, the other people are like, it wasn't a museum. It would change all the time. It would be constantly rotating. 
So they would be <laughs> arguing dead. back and forth. Oh, it's sad man. because it's true. That's what we all do now. <laughs> it's so true. That's I can't believe they're taking out Mr. DNA. He's an icon. <laughs> He's figment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hilarious. I'm loving this. It's I think so we should funny. just get more, more like movies about the behind the scenes like people that are just obsessed with the park i want i want i want um an origin story for lowry i want him because he is that guy <laughs> yeah he is you know they'll they'll take a giant giant ride out just to put in a meet and greet yeah if they're following the disney model <laughs> and then everyone explodes about it we 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 wonder where else were the attractions like there's no you don't see any like roller coasters or anything in Jurassic World that's because there's like 16 Arlo meet and greets now they took away all the good stuff and then the people are there like you know we used to get a better value back in 2005 I'm never coming again renews <laughs> annual pass yeah, it's just gonna say. <laughs> he goes right to the guest services and renews his pass he's like you know maybe yeah. next year. I don't know. They got some good offerings. I love the Halloween stuff. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. coming back for Nublar Nights. It's going to be great. <laughs> Nublar Nights. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. We know too much oh, about theme parks where we're getting all these inside jokes and nobody else is getting it. I, they, shut off, they shut it off by now. People gave up. Yeah. Well, I hope there's some theme park heads out there listening that understand the the the, the pain you go through being in a, a theme park community. <laughs> so funny. I'm totally with you on that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Wow. We went on a tangent, Corey. Okay, Sorry wait. about that. Sorry. There's there's hidden Mickeys. Like what would they have? Oh my gosh. Hidden. I mean, it's gotta be hidden upright Arlo, right? <laughs> Yeah, like just little, and and, and they're not even hidden. They're just the most obvious upright (laughs) arlos. They design their buildings. (laughs) Oh my god, the big uplo uplo uplo. Oh my god, that's his like nickname is uplo, upright arlo. Just a big statue of him, like yeah, or a big like built like like the swan and the dolphin. They'll replace the John Hammond statue with an upright Arlo statue. <laughs> oh, God. The outpour would be, like, outrageous if that happened. That'd, that'd be like replacing the friendship statue with Big <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, that would be so funny. Wait, they'll have Arlo ears that you can wear. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then... um. You know, the best part about it would be if they if they actually if like Owen became such a big character there that they're like, we need to have an Owen ride. It's like called it's like it's um we're going to replace like an old favorite ride and then put it there and just say that Owen visited this park when he was a kid. So (laughs) we're going to put a big ride in here and everybody's going to love it. It's going to be great. It's going to have nothing to do with the past ride, but. He it's probably going to be an indoor roller coaster. It might be an indoor, like it might be able to fit four spaceship Earths, or no, no, I'm sorry, four um, T Rex paddocks inside of that big building. Yeah, yeah. It might be ugly, and it might be just green and a little bit of blue up top. And they have to destroy an entire <laughs> old ride just for the queue. I'm, I'm going to have to edit this entire thing out because nobody knows what we're talking about. I know. <laughs> I totally knew what you meant, like, from the beginning. <laughs> it works too well. It works too well. Oh, oh my gosh. This is, why, this is why we're friends. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> which is why as actually when, when is this this is coming out and we'll be in disney probably around this time so can't wait we, we, we're gonna hang out it's gonna be so much yes fun. yes oh my gosh where are we upright arlo i can't stop thinking about him it's the best it's, it's genius yes oh gosh <laughs> So, so should funny. we move on? We should move on because this is two hours. We're getting delirious and we have one final call, I think. Okay. One final call. This is from uh, another unknown caller. So uh, let's hear it. it may just be me, but I feel oh, like very quiet. Let me, hold on. Very quiet. Let me uh, fix that. I'm going to boost it up here. Mr. Unknown. Let's go back to the start. It may just be me, but I feel like Lost World is better than Jurassic Park. Huh? Very quiet. Did you hear that? He said Lost World is better than Jurassic Park. Okay, I'm going to play it one more time. It may just be me, but I feel like Lost oh. World is better than Jurassic Park. Okay, there it is, yeah. It may yeah. just be me, but I think the Lost World is better than Jurassic Park. Jen, what are your thoughts? <laughs> yes, it is just you. <laughs> Oh gosh! You know, whoever this caller is, I'm with you. Sometimes, sometimes I, I go back and forth. Oh, I think than Jurassic Park. I think at times I, I I definitely feel like it is better. Um, sometimes I'm like fully on board with Jurassic Park, but I think the Lost World is so good, and I agree with you that it's it's fully uh, valid for you to you know think that it's better than Jurassic Park. I think you're right, but it really depends on when you saw the movie. You know. When did it hit you for you? Um, you know, because it really depends on if you got it at the right time, if you're a, a certain age and it hits you better than others. Because um, I, I talk to people all the time that are like, I saw Jurassic Park 3 when I was this year's old, and it is my favorite one. Yeah, that that's valid. That was me. I mean, it wasn't my favorite one, but I, I don't hate it as much as everybody else. Yeah, I but, think it's um, I think it's perfectly fair to have um, you know the obscure one or or some other one that people aren't necessarily considering. Like, who, who cares? It's all they're all fun. They're all great movies to me. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's fine to just put it right above. And if you enjoy it more, go ahead, enjoy it more, and tell people. Don't hide the fact that you think that one's better. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I sometimes, rarely in my life, I do put Jurassic World above Jurassic Park occasionally that's, but um Jurassic Park is just so good though yeah it's it's, it, it's hard it's hard to beat it is hard to beat um and especially because it is so classic it does have all of our favorite things and uh so many of those great characters um but you know the Lost World does too for me so uh, I'm right I'm right on board I usually put them both neck and neck at, at number one you know they're both number one for me so that's that's how I like to look at it at least I love them yeah, both so, so much. That's fair. That's fair. Whatever whatever anyone likes is is fine. And I definitely agree with you that it's a, a timing thing of how old you were, how you were introduced to them, if it was your first theater experience, um, which ones you experienced in the theaters and how you found them and order that you first watched them. So yeah, there's a lot of factors that go in other than just the quality of film. It's it's an emotional experience. Yeah. Like and the whole thing. It really is. And I think even even more than the movie itself, like like and and when you see it but there's also like the marketing and stuff and the toys and and everything else that's uh that revolves around a certain film like that helps influence you like when did you have the best time of your life was it like 
like watching those trailers was it collecting those toys versus the other toys and that definitely impacts which movie is your favorite i think oh yeah definitely yeah i had a thought and then i was like just laughing in our conversation in my head a minute and ago then, and now i'm back whoop, up, upright arlo just popped in your yeah. head like, i was thinking him upright <laughs> hi guys um, He's so cute. Oh my gosh. And then I was thinking of that, of the ride of Owen revisiting himself. <laughs> I was just all over that. I had a point. I really had a point here. <laughs> I think it's gone. It was, it's gone. Yeah, it's, Jen, you realized it was two hours and 11 minutes later, and you're like, I had a point some, sometime I tonight. I did. I know I did. I'm, I'm certain I did. <laughs> I don't have it now. But. Oh man. Well, you know, it's, it's been a long time. It is the final mailbag of 2018. Uh, That was, that was a good, I think that was a good one. That was a, that was full of deep conversation, some wild speculation, some, some uh, complete absurdities, probably some of the most absurd stuff that we've ever done. I think so. I think it's right up there. I think this is one of our, this is what the mailbag should be all the time. Because we we did have really good really good deep conversations and, and really good thought-provoking ideas but then we lost it we we're on the off the rails on the rails and it was a solid this was one of the best i think like i think so a, as a whole of what they should be yeah and um i think 2019 has a lot to live up to like this year just in general was was so good so much going on like i said and so much to speculate about so it'll be interesting, like the lull. Hopefully there's like a, you know, just a little slowdown still um, until the big news comes. I feel like the winter months are usually not like announcement times. You know, I feel like they right. need to wait until the spring or when people Everyone's feel more lively. on vacation. Everyone's yeah. on holiday break. And I was actually just going to tweet this. I've been meaning to tweet this. I just been, haven't had a chance. But this whole time I've been thinking um, – Oh, it's going to be 2019. It's going to be 2019. But then I realized to be 2019, I have to let go of 2018. And 2018 was so good. So good. 2018 was like the first six months of 2018 was probably the best six months of my entire life. Even November of 2017 to June of 2018 was the best time I've ever experienced ever in my life ever as a whole consistently. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm like oh yes 2019 here we go but then I'm thinking I have to let go of that I have to let go of 2018 and I didn't think of it that way until just a few days ago when I was like all right 2019 new year and then I have to act, I, to, to go there I have to let go of 2018 and we've been looking forward to 2018 for so long and this community probably feels that too that they just were always had that year in their mind for so long and it's over like we're gonna pass it up and I'm never gonna write down 2018 as the date again. And that's that's that was hitting me the other day. Yeah. Pretty hard. I was thinking about. That is, yeah, that is depressing. Just because of yeah. all the things we looked forward to in this year, and the fact that everything happened. It's it all happened. You know, like yeah, yeah this is coming out at the beginning of the month. So of course there is all of December. Maybe we'll get some some great news or something along the lines in in this next few you know few weeks. But um, yeah, it, it's 2018 has been uh, probably one of the best years for Jurassic. I think just the amount of stuff, the fact that Universal took us seriously as fans uh, was was a, a huge surprise and and a, a welcome you know thing for us. You know we're not used to that. 
So it's been special, and and I think everybody here helped celebrate. You know, all the the conversation continued each and every time we did this and stuff. So it's been it's been a blast talking about 2018. Yeah, I mean, we get we get to do it again. We get to do it again coming up here in a couple of years. We get to do it all over again. But this chapter is like we're closing the book on it. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be 2021. And it'll be like you remember back when we did that 2018 oh. uh, mailbag with Upright Arlo. That was one of the best. What? We've never what hit, is we, time? that was peak mailbag. That Upright was Arlo, this is peak like, mailbag right now. But December 2021, we're gonna be like, what happened? <laughs> Where where'd the time go? <laughs> and we're still gonna be doing it. And then we're then we're saying, I wonder how the next movie starts. Will they have to go find Blue? Will Owen and Claire be together? Will, <laughs> Will Owen have his own ride? <laughs> it's gonna be the same thing, but yet it's still exciting yeah. to talk about. For some reason, we we keep keep coming back. And I mean, we'll be looking to get a new trailer by then, and it'll just be yeah all over again. Yeah, but that'll be, be the last one, though. That's the difference. Here we had another one after it, but. That will literally be the last one. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? With, the, with this crew. With this crew. Yeah. Well, we might as well bring the 2018 mailbag to a close. So, Jen, where can everybody uh, find you online? Um, You can find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89 and at the Bryce Dalsawa Network at BDH Network. Awesome. And, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, oh, and BryceDHoward.com. Oh, of course. Forgot you, about that. You can't forget about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, uh, you, th- you know, thank you so much to everybody, like I had said, that uh, took time uh, this past entire year and uh, even more uh, to take time out of their days, their schedules, because everybody's busy. I know it's hard to find time to call in, but we really, really appreciate it, even though we, we make fun of, you know, reading your emails and, and listening to some of the voicemails. We really, really appreciate everybody um, taking time, you know, to uh, to call to us and write to us. It feels really special to, to have people look to us to uh, answer your questions and to discuss your topics and, and all that stuff. So I have a blast doing it, and I, I really appreciate it. And since we're on that note, I just want to say that I love doing this mailbag. And I love people's questions and I love that it gives me a chance to spend time with a friend because yeah. um, sometimes these things could be taxing. You can be like, oh, I got to do, I got to write this article. I got to do this. I have to, I have this list of work to do for dress or whatever. But this is literally just having fun with a friend and these mailbags give me a chance to do that. And I'm really, really grateful that people like them and they like me on it and I'm okay doing it and I'm not like booted off yet and it's working. And it's really fun, and I love this time because it's not. This doesn't feel like work ever to me, as no. some things might. And I enjoy. I love talking with Brad and you guys and everything very, very much. Yeah, you know we're only one state apart, but we don't ever get the chance to really hang out aside from this the random time here or there. But like this is just two hours where we get to to hang out. That's it, and just talk one of our favorite things ever. So, yeah, and, and I feel like we get yeah. to know each other more that way and oh, the yeah. community and the community gets to know us more. So it's a real big community building time. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, that is one of the best things is, is like getting to know all these people also that are like calling in and, you know, you recognize all the names and stuff. And it's it's so great that people continually do it each and every time. And that we see new, new, uh, or not see, but hear new voices and and uh, read new emails from people. So yeah, I, I love it. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Yep, another year in the bag. 
that's it. Well, we'll see you guys again in 2019. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year and 2019. We'll see you then. Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all of our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast and, of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Anybody hear that? Thanks for listening to the 178th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a big thanks to Jen for joining me for the December Jurassic Mailbag. Thank you so much to everybody for being a part of this episode. And I think along with all of you, we really did nail the Jurassic Mailbag format to send off 2018, if I don't mind saying so myself. So don't forget to start calling in to the next Jurassic Mailbag in 2019. So call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. Send us a voice memo to our email, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com, or message us via our contact form on JurassicParkPodcast.com. Thanks. If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for Jurassic fans like you to find us. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com to find everything you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you could submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.